Hey guys, this is Gaijin Hunter, and this is episode 66 of the Third Fleet Podcast. And today we'll be discussing all things current in the world of Monster Hunter and Objection Hearsay! Oh, shut up and stop being a kezu. Uh, <laughs> how you doing, Raycon? I'm doing all right, dude. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I'm objection, doing all right. Objection, foundation. Yes. Ob- objection, fi- objection, objection so- lies. Hey. Just straight up lies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, come on. It's the current thing. I got, it's in It's in it, our head. It, we'll never... We're going to watch all those movies in the future now, and we're going to hear like people talking and giving full sentences and be like, that's so unrealistic. You'll yeah. never let someone actually finish a thought. What, you, what the hell is this? Is they it, interrupt more than I interrupt you. It's crazy. This is true. And at least we have the excuse that there is latency be- between us. Yep. But yeah, the uh, that's that's my entire <laughs> my YouTube process- feed pretty it's much. It's my processing speed, you know? It's, it's <laughs> Processing speed. Sp- you've really <laughs> been watching a lot of those, huh? Oh, is it's it- been fun. It's like, it's huh? Dude, do you realize what you're saying? You're like, oh yeah, this uh, defamation lawsuit's been real fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entirety of my YouTube feed is like a bunch of yeah. uh, streamers reacting to the, the trial. <laughs> and I'm just like, that is something that I, I don't even want to watch it for myself for fun, let alone react to it for content. It's just not really my thing. Although there have been a couple of interesting memes coming out of it, like the 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 case of the defamation defecation, like that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get started, I wanted to bring up, guys. Uh, you might notice it in my voice already. I am sick. Not only I'm sick, I barely slept. Uh, and yeah, the, if my voice goes through d- during the podcast, you guys are just gonna have to deal with it. Also, apologize in advance for any potential coughing or anything like that that might occur during the podcast. But Beyond that, um, how are you Beyond doing, Gajin? I'm doing good. I'm I'm underslept as usual. I'm still playing the Living Daylights out of that game, but I'm yes. doing good. It's 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 uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I feel have good you, today. It's been it's it's been a while since I could say that. Have you ever looked into the definition of addiction? <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's got my name and it's got uh, it's got a picture of you, you seen, next to have it. You, have you seen uh, my header on my Twitter? No one's noticed yet. Uh, no, dude, I, I haven't. Uh, I, haven't yeah, I was been really into curious. Twitter a whole lot. Let me let me check. I'm I'm gonna go check it right now, live while we're recording. Oh, I was about I was about to make that mistake of going after that French guy's account. Ah, uh, no, no, slash no, no. Ooh, Lily Bloodbath. Yeah. Is, is yeah, that G shaded or not really? Uh just just color corrected and uh. So it is. So so, so yes. So the answer is yes. No, no, yes. no, no. Wait, color correction. It's not G-shaded, though. Uh, I just did through basic photo. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. So you, you, you put in some photo editing software, and now Lily Bloodbath yeah, yeah. is your banner. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Man. And also, even in my bio, I've put it now in my description because it's what I tweet about so much. Monster and Final Fantasy fourteen. There it is. Yeah, the holy combo, <laughs> man. The holy combo. It, but it the, is a fantastic combo. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, yeah. 14 feels, it, it still feels great to play. Uh, we haven't really rated much this week because uh, people aren't home and whatnot, but we're progressing through P4S, so there's that. Nice. But I'm, I'm going to probably end up hitting 1,600 hours by the time Sunbreak comes out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, on f- I'm almost at 1,500 now, and that's like kind of scary. Oh my God! But um, yeah. we're Good not going to be talking about 
too much. We're getting close today. to sunbreak. We got like a little over a month. It's crazy. Yes. It's crazy. And the first thing that I want to ask you, because I'm curious, I, at this point, I don't think that this is happening, but do you think we're getting a demo for sunbreak? I kind of feel like it's too late for a demo at this point. And people are like, well, you can make a demo two weeks before the game comes out. Well, yeah, sure you can, but... I think we're going to get a demo. I think it's going to be late. Like, I just... It, considering that they've got the budget, they haven't been spending it on mass marketing yet. They definitely haven't uh, been spending it on marketing. Yeah. We, can, we, can, we can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, so if just thinking from a business standpoint... And the fact that they're so used to doing demos, so they've got the formula down. I don't see any situation where they're not incentivized. But then again, would they do a demo on Steam? Because that would be data mined really fast, even though the the switches as well. But the thing is, now they're going out with the platforms on the same day. And I, but then again, they did a demo for World and Iceborne. So yeah, I mean, I think we'll get a demo. I just I think they realize that the fans are their best earned media. So all they have to do is put out a demo and a few articles uh, with a pre-made text for the publications and everyone else will go off and just advertise the living hell that the game is about to come out. There'll be Twitch streams. Uh, it'd be a smart, if they didn't do a demo, I think it would be a bad move. Uh, I, especially given how many people in the West we discussed um, actually made that jump over to Iceborne from world which they really need to do because Iceborne was great um yeah i think they'd be a fool if they didn't but i don't think it's gonna be like we're gonna have like demo one demo two and stuff like that like we used to i, I imagine this would be like you know like one demo uh that just comes out you know two weeks before release or something like that i don't know i don't know it just feels like it's so close to the release of the game that i don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense for them to to put out a demo at this point and it's just it's just weird we've been talking about how it's kind of like weird the way that they've done marketing and before we go down that road i wanted to make sure that people understand something when we're talking about this stuff this is discussion slash speculative content where i feel like a lot of times when we say something people treat it as kind of we're predicting doom and gloom or something like that it's like this is a lot of the discussion that we do when it's an unreleased Monster Hunter game, for all intents and purposes, yeah. it's speculation and discussion just for the sake of having a conversation. And, you know, sometimes mm. it is based in past experiences. Like when I talk about uh, my suspicions of stuff for the Gunlance, which we'll get into here, these are based on experiences from previous games. But at the end of the day, it's still speculation. Can they change it? Can things be different? They sure can. We don't know what's going to happen, but that's just part of it. I just want to make sure that people understand. We're not coming at this like being, this is what's going to happen 100%. We have no idea. Like, <laughs> we don't know. We actually don't, don't know. know. If something is, and I'll also preemptively, we don't know how any of the preview stuff, which we'll talk about in detail today, we don't know how that's going to be in the game. For all yeah. we know, they rebalanced everything perfectly and it's going to be immaculate. We have no idea. Don't judge it until you get your hands on it. Um, so when we discuss, it's not judging it. It's just uh, speculation. Thoughts. Because speculation why not? We don't have a demo thoughts, to yeah. play right now. We may as well <laughs> talk about it and think about yeah. it. If we had a demo, we could actually give people informed things. <laughs> but because we don't have a demo, we have to speculate. That is the, the way yes. to, to do it. But, um, 
Yeah, I think one of the um, important things also to bring up is that Rise is essentially a spinoff. Very much like GU. Uh, and are we, we going to do this again? I, I just want to make sure that people understand because, you know, we've talked about this in the past, but, you know, sometimes there's new people coming into the podcast. Sometimes there's people mm-hmm. that don't understand. Because, dude, I still see comments of people being like, I don't like Rise. I don't like the direction the series is going into. And I'm just like, this is not the direction the series is going into. This is a spinoff. Right? Nah. I, I will, I'll have to disagree with you. Just Okay. Uh, um, Not honorably. What the hell is the word? Uh, respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> not, uh, I will disagree your, your with honor. you, but without honor. <laughs> <laughs> I will disagree with you in the most offensive way imaginable. No, no, no. Go, no. go because, ahead. Because, I mean, look at, look at the numbered titles, right? Like Monster Hunter Dose to try to for uh to world they've all taken dramatic shifts in change of the formula right so yeah. it's not like you know, it's not like one entry in the series is you know and going off and being quite radically different is new they've been doing this for the entire series this is why it's so cool we don't feel like we're playing the same game every you know three four years so i think that's a wrong assumption to say that the portable games are maybe they're a little bit more so but it, yeah, that's. I think all all the generational games take a pretty unique approach. I think spinoff was the wrong word. I meant more in terms of like experimental. They're more experimental than the other ones. They're more. Uh, like look at GU and how out there that was, right? You got Hunter Styles, Hunter Arts, like super flashy stuff, and then you look at World, and there's flashy stuff in World as well, but not to the same degree as the stuff that you had in GU, for instance, right? And I kind of feel like Rise is on that. I I feel like that's something we've even agreed to in the past, pretty much. That's the direction that Rise went to. The reason why I feel like I'm walking in glass here is because I've seen throughout the years people misuse and misinterpret the word spinoff and main series and side game, Team A, Team B. I mean, I've made videos on this, and it's just we have to... There's no way we can say a word that is going to mean the same thing to everyone who's listening. So it's kind of pointless anyways. But uh, yeah, I that's, mean, but that's for the all sense of purpose, I'll tell you that what Capcom uses, their lingo, their verbatim, their whatever you want to call it, um, the word the, what they call it is that they have the numbered releases. Like everything, the portable games and the, the other games, like Monster World, they're all called the main series games. It means that they take place generally in the same universe, the same general world setting, rules, and stuff like that. Does that mean that the games that are not part of the main series can't have references to it? Of course not. Like stories, it's its own universe, right? But it's very much Monster Hunter. So that's not a main series game. Um, where I think that is what people would call a spinoff in the West generally. Yeah. But so this Rise world, all that falls under what they call the main series games. And they have their numbered releases, which they've had five of. And every single other game is a spinoff. That's what they call them on their IR reports. Because it's either a spinoff expansion or a spinoff release. Um, so, like, I don't... It's, for some reason, people think that spinoff means, like, it's... Or, or, or Team A, Team B, or whatever. Like, it's, it's less quality or there's less commitment or sl- smaller budget... To maybe in some bits and parts, but I it's it's not a distinction worth making. But I would say, it's not the start of a new generation. So yeah, 
they generally get a little bit more liberated in how crazy they try stuff because because each generation they're not afraid to take new directions it gives them a chance to mess around a little bit within the generation but that's why so. I, that's why i'm bringing up the idea of experimental because a lot of people are under the assumption and you know again the importance of me saying that this is speculative uh, speculative discussion is because at yeah. the end of the day we don't know we have suspicions but we don't actually know right but i that, love how <laughs> capcom referred to it before they said that the portable games i think they were talking about cross specific or generations because that was an anniversary title and it was more or less like a celebrational title but they said this is like the street fighter alpha of street fighter and that makes total sense to me it's like okay yeah we got the same characters same world same theme but like a, a fresh perspective a new take you know and Ichinose has said before that he tries to put an emphasis on the the animals uh, and the, the nature more than the hunters uh, in his games, which is why there's a lot of feline stuff. But, uh, you know, it's 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 a subspecies of the numbered titles. We'll call it that. Yeah, but that that's the point, because, like, one of the things that I see a lot of people discussing is this is the, the they, they look at Rise and Sunbreak yeah. as the future of monster hunter forever like it's set in stone uh, this is yeah. what they're doing now we'll have like, wire bugs going yeah forward exactly what nah. the game's just going to keep amping up the speed and all of that stuff and we don't know and looking at uh previous experiences i would argue I that it. it's probably not the case like if you look for instance uh at gu gu arguably way faster than for you right in terms of pacing in terms of abilities way more flashy all this stuff and then if you go back to world it kind of dials it down a little bit. Like it brings some of those things in, but it dials it back down a little bit. So the point that I'm trying to make with, with this whole thing about, you know, spinoffs or uh, experiment, more experimental and stuff is we don't know what's in store for the next Monster Hunter because there's a lot of people that this is not the Monster Hunter flavor that is for them. And yeah, it's, a, I it's the same thing with the world in Iceborne, right? Like yeah. people, oh, the clutch claw, or I don't like this, or the slinger. I'm like... Every generation's different. That's the beauty of this franchise. So, like, don't if you don't like this slice of the generation, look forward to the next one. It'll be different. That's the beautiful thing. Yeah, it's going to keep being different. I think that's extremely important for franchises as a whole to keep experimenting mm -hmm. and doing different things because that's how you get something like a Bloodborne. It's, like, it's completely different from Souls games, even though we call it the Soulsborne and all of that stuff. There's clearly stuff that is still there, that you can feel the DNA of those titles, but it's clearly a completely different playstyle with pairing with a gun and the switch weapons and all of this stuff, right? And then you also get Sekiro, which is different from even that, different from Bloodborne, different from Souls, completely different experience with katana pairing and all of this stuff. It's just different experiences. And I kind of see Monster Hunter in the same vein, which is why I, kind of, I, I still focus on both of these uh, franchises, so to speak. And... Yeah. I just think that it's important to reiterate that that is the thing because we see and some of the things that we're going to be discussing are completely off the wall with the stuff that they're doing for Sunbreak, like just complete madness in terms of the abilities and what they're going to be literally doing. off the wall, right? <laughs> yeah, literally off the wall. And it doesn't mean that you can expect that to be the same in the next game, which is going to be for some people uh, a relief, but for some people it's going to be disappointing because there's also a lot of people and I feel like there's not enough acknowledgement of that. There's a lot of people that really enjoy Rise. Like, I enjoy Rise. I, I love, think Rise is I awesome, it. right? It's great. I still, at, at this point, I've, I have reached the point where I'm like, I still feel like I liked Iceborne a little bit better. 
on some aspects, but the combat of Rise, I feel, is a little bit better. But, you know, that's going to change depending on the person, change depending on their weapons even, because some weapons get more love than others and so on and so forth. But, yeah. Now, to me, the way I've internalized it, and this is just my old man lingo because kids these generations unfortunately won't know what this means, but Monster Hunter Rise and I'm no doubt Ali Sunbreak feels more like the arcade yeah. uh, taste of Monster Hunter. The it's quick to get in and get out. It's it's flashy. It's fun, um, and less uh, long term commitment uh, immersion. It's it's like pop in a quarter and go, and I like that. It's it's fun. It's different. Yeah, but. Having said that, we do have concerns about what we've seen. That was a long-ass disclaimer. Wasn't it's, it? it's it's not just a disclaimer. It's to kind of like reintroduce people yeah. to this concept. And the reason I keep hammering on it is, like I said, I feel like a lot of people are still not aware of this. And they keep going on about how, I don't like this series. This is the direction they're going. And I don't like it. And it's always important to reiterate to make sure that, listen, please try to understand. This doesn't mean that all future Monster Hunter games are going to be crazy wire bug slinging spider-man superhero like doesn't mean that at all like the series is experimental that's the whole point is for them to experiment with stuff see what sticks see what works and then take that forward and what doesn't stick leave it behind that's the whole point like us getting blast dash in rise for the gunlands it's amazing we got that from gu I mean, nobody would think that really you're going to like make a gunland shoot backwards and then propel yourself with the explosion. Why would you do that? Because they experimented on it and a lot of people turns out liked it. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. Hopefully that'll become they a should, staple of the weapon. Yeah. You could just call this one Monster Hunter Rise. We going in. <laughs> yeah, we're going in. We're dialing the action up to 11. And it's not, it's not going to be for everyone, particularly like more old school hunters that like the more slower yeah, pace. Yeah, they might of, not dig it. That they're probably not going to enjoy it because Sunbreak's going to dial it up even more. But I think it is important for them to go for it at this point because you either oh, do yeah. it, you oh, can't yeah. half-ass it. You, you can't just be like, oh, now we're going to slow down things in Sunbreak. No, it doesn't make sense. It has to Embrace go faster. It. Go crazy. Just, just hoping that the monsters can keep up, but we'll see. But like it, I was saying. Give, give me a Switch Pro, man, because I need, I need it in 60 FPS. I really do. Come That's on. why you play on the PC. Why why yeah, settle why settle for 60 when you can have 144? Well, I mean, you can probably have even more. My monitor is 144. <laughs> I, I think mine goes to 165, but dude, it's so you good. You know, 60 is good. I mean, free I feel sync. the difference between 60 and 20. Beyond 120, I can't tell the difference. My dude, eyes are not that good. Free sync. But oh, yeah, man. good frame delivery, like good pacing is is everything. So I don't think Nintendo is ready for for another console though, because you know the rumors keep coming up and all of this stuff. But yeah, I think that the market is still not ready for it because semiconductors. I don't are have still faith paid. in Nintendo anymore, honestly. I, I wow, I, I, I I've kind of been just not tracking them anymore. There's just a lot of things that rub me wrong over the few years, and I kind of put them in the bucket with uh, Sony, except for the fact that I actually like the first party titles by Nintendo. So I buy them and I play and join them. But as far as it comes to just business practices or how forward thinking they are, you may as well call them the Flintstones. I mean, Jesus so Christ. whatever, the whatever they do, sure. Yeah, I want the Jetsons. I mean, come on. So like the hell with that. So I'm just I will buy whatever games are fun. And that's that's all I need. I don't have to think deeply about it. I mean, but that's that's the thing. That's actually the better way of looking at it. You shouldn't really associate yourself with a brand. Like, yep. I'm not going to buy every... I will love every... the Vita because Sony won't. 
Yeah, it's like I'm not I'm not going to buy every Capcom game. Like I'll buy every Dragon's Dogma that they make most likely. I'll buy every mm-hmm. Monster Hunter that they make in a couple more. We'll talk more, about that later. We'll talk about that. Yeah, but the, that's the thing. So but as as I was saying, we have some concerns. I mean, we've talked about marketing concerns uh previously because we feel like there hasn't really been as big of a marketing push with uh with Sunbreak, which makes you wonder why that is. It feels a little bit off with stuff that they've done in the past, considering that we're literally a month away and there's a just, month. yeah, I mean, I not, not literally, it's, it's not know? literally, it's like three days and a month, but you guys yeah. get the point, right? It's about a month away from the release of the game. And there's still stuff like we should have had a date for a demo at this point. We should have had a date for another direct before the game comes out. I feel like, we should have had. I don't want them to reveal more monsters. Don't get me wrong. Maybe it's a good thing that well, we don't how have. About, how about just some hands-on play videos from the developer? Yeah, you know that'd be good like too. Just anything, because the game's got the goods. They just need to show it and get us salivating before it comes out. But at this point, it's kind of like they're just teasing us the entire way. And, and then there's like, I. Some people like that, you know. I, and then it's there's different. The, the, the fact that, as far as I'm aware, there isn't even like a physical version in the West. How is there not like a physical cartridge version in the West for this game? Why is it only digital? I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a physical version in Japan for it. They said the, that the not new even package version will be, a, yeah, be a, I think they, I, I, God, I hope not wrong, but I think it's a the package version is Rise with a download code for Sunbreak. Oh God, dude. Yeah. That's that so. sucks. Especially when you take into consideration the stuff that has uh, happened recently with um, Xbox, where, oh, our servers went down. You can't play any video games now. Whoops. You, did you hear about that? Like, this no, was a couple of... I've been, of, too, I've, I've been co- in Eorzea for the last yeah. few months. I don't know what's going on. But it's like, this was a couple of weeks ago where, you know, a bunch of people, they have, like, the Game Pass and stuff like that, and Xbox servers went down. And they, mm. I think that... Not sure if there was a DDoS attack or something like that. Might have been. But basically, the servers went down. Then they came back up. Then they went down again. And while the servers were down, people weren't able to play their games. And I'm just like, wow, dude. I mean, someone who's actually paid for these things through, you know, digitally or whatever. And now they can't play their games because and because here's the thing. You could make the argument, okay, the servers have been down for a month, so the license is expired, even though I don't think that's a good argument. But okay. Wait, how can they not play their games? I own an Xbox and I you can play that offline as long as it's your primary console. Yeah, exactly. So I don't didn't so wasn't what the are case. They talking about? It wasn't the case. Huh? Yeah. It wasn't the case because the the way that it ended up working out, I don't know why. People were simply not able to play their Game Pass games. I think they weren't even able to play like their digital purchases. And I was like, wow, this is a really good future that we're headed towards in gaming when we can't even pay our already downloaded digital purchases because we weren't able to connect to Microsoft servers. And when you think about it like that, you're like, why can't I have... Just look at Rise, for instance, right? If Nintendo servers go down and you lose your copy of Rise, your game is worth less than half of what it's worth right now because you're not going to have 2.0, you're not going to have 3.0. And if the cartridge version of Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is basically Monster Hunter Rise with a code for Sunbreak, 
that means that you're probably getting 1.0 of rise. You don't have you don't even have 2.0 and 3.0 and you don't even have sunbreak. It's like what? It's a serious problem uh that I see in games nowadays because there's a bunch of games out there like even the other day I bought uh, a game for my nephew and you know cuz he's he's big into Fallout type games so I bought him The Outer Worlds for Switch. And I look at the box and it says requires a download. And I'm like, what the, it's a new game. What do you mean requires a download? Game won't even work without connecting to the internet. Like, dude, that's ridiculous. I think that's completely ridiculous. I think that the gaming industry as a whole needs to get their shit together. And just, you know, we need to be able to play these things offline. And, and I say this as someone who has suffered a lot when it comes to internet connectivity. Like I've had serious problems with internet uh, living in Portugal and whatnot, but yeah, that that kind of sucks. <sighs> hmm, that sucks. So you're you're I checking mean, up the news of the, the I was Xbox just looking outage? at it, but it, it looks it looks too complicated for me to digest. But I mean, I mean, I've played our Xbox offline, so maybe it's a game by game thing, or maybe it's I have no idea to be honest. I think it might have been like an update or something, like they updated it at some point, and by either by mistake or by design, they made it actually huh. require connection to servers because maybe there was some exploit that somebody was doing where they were able to play Game Pass for free and now every paying customer has to suffer for it. Again, I don't, I didn't check yeah. in too deeply on I it. Mean, I just think that there should never be an instance where it's like, well, our server's messed up so you don't get to play your video games. There, That shouldn't even be something that could be conceivable to happen, ever. Yeah. Especially if I already downloaded the damn thing. Yeah. Weird. I mean, that's what prompted me to start playing FF on the PC because I couldn't play because Sony servers were down. <laughs> so. Yeah, dude, but it, it it just it just sucks. Like I, I want more physical media. We need more physical media. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm looking here now. They're saying uh, yeah, it looks like it's probably a digital one here in Japan as well. It's the game plus the DLC, so yeah i'm not i'm not a big fan of that i really wish they were just like no here's the cartridge here's everything like you know they did that for the witcher 3 cartridge even though they immediately also released like a mega patch for optimization but the cartridge itself even though it's unoptimized i believe it's got all the content in there feel free to correct me in the comment section if i'm wrong but when i bought it that was the assumption that i had because I bought it just to support that practice, right? Because I didn't even play Witcher 3 on Switch. I was like, I'm buying it because it's a full game with the everything on it. And it's got like a cool manual, just like we used to have back in the day. And I'm buying to support that practice. That that That's it. Yep. But yeah. Anyways. Another concern that we have about it is the localization concerns. Like I was talking to you the other day that we huh. were... I, I, I think it was the day that we were supposed to record the podcast, but we didn't because you were tired. So I asked you to look into some translations specifically for the longsword and the charge blade. And let's not get into the specifics of the translations, but let's just, I'm just going to ask you on a, on a, on a number from one to 10, how accurate was that translation for the longsword? Well, the thing is, I can't. It's hard to judge accuracy, right? Because sometimes they they may have version control issues, or they intentionally didn't translate a sentence or something like that. But I would say there's something about the wording and most of the stuff I see on like the websites and stuff. It just feels off. It's like 
it's like you got someone this is gonna sound rude and i don't mean to be rude but it's, it it sounds like they're using the right ideas but they're using the wrong words so it comes off as wrong and gives the wrong impression of what it does and there are some of course just flat out mistakes um but for example, and 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 some of the stuff we just don't know because we haven't played the game. Yeah, of course. Like for example, like I'll like getting into that example. You we were talking about the sacred sheath combo for the longsword, um, and the English says that if you're attacked before you have finished with the sheath, it'll consume one level of spirit gauge and the move will be canceled. And that sounds incredibly negative. It's like if you screw up, huh, it gets canceled and you lose a level. So you better be good, you know. But the Japanese doesn't say it'll be canceled. Um, I could see where someone could mistranslate it as canceled. It says that you, or maybe it is canceled, but they forgot a very important part, which says that you'll still, you'll lose a level, but you will like the Valor style, you will automatically like maneuver around and not get hit by the attack that hit you. So it's a free get out of jail card. If you get hit during the attack, you won't, you may or may not execute the attack afterwards, but you're not going to get hit, which is huge. Yeah. Like that's like, you're either going to do big damage or and not lose a gauge or you're going to spend a gauge in order to get out of jail free once that's valor style on demand like you can intentionally use it that way if you wanted to but that's not in the english at all and it's just kind of a a shame because we don't have any developer demos of these skills we just have these really quick little videos that are really flashy so we don't actually know right and then everyone we want to discuss it in detail and and think about how we might want to play the weapon but we can't because it, we're still guessing at what the hell they mean, right? We don't know because the English is just weird. Uh, the, and, you know, in their defense, in some parts, the Japanese is still vague as hell. But, yeah, the English is a little wonky. Uh, we, we saw that with Rise, though, that things just felt off. It's it's almost like the the people that are doing, like, the localization or whatever might not be as knowledgeable about the source material as they potentially should. Yeah, or they're yeah. being rushed. I mean, I've seen or, time or and time again rushed. where yeah. Japanese companies will throw it to someone without much context and you know, in like string ID order. There's literally one like first line integrated into the game all the way to the last. Like they'll just spit out one Excel file top to down and there's like no context columns or they're all over. It's like there's a billion and a half reasons why a localization might feel weird, but I yeah, it's it's a shame. I don't like to see it because there was points in Rise where we had to make, you know, like I, I actually made a video on like what do the skills actually do. One because the series in general doesn't like to be specific, yeah. which I think is a mistake. I don't like that at all, and it's inconsistent. And in where it's where it's like telling you it just says it'll be increased for a period of time why don't you just tell me for how long like is it yeah. that hard it increases um, the damage it greatly increases moderately. the damage and it's like what, the, what does that mean 20 yeah. percent, 10 percent. because at the end of the day this is something that players want to know like for instance well what's the difference between good luck and great luck like what, what are we talking yeah. about here like what the hell's going on good luck doesn't great tell luck, you anything carver pro Carver capture master like there's all of these different skills that are sometimes someone's okay so should I do great luck should I do capture master yeah. like which one of them is going to net me the best results if I can only have one know. and you don't know so you have to put both of them and hope <laughs> that they stack because you know if you go according to the game you're not going to know you're just like I don't know man somebody's going to have to go into the game files and figure it out it's it's yeah, weird I'm not a fan. 
it, it should be more detailed because that is kind of like what a lot of people in the community want to devote themselves to. And it's like, if you don't want to, because th there are some people that are just like, I don't care about those details. Well, that's fine. You'll still just don't see the it. numbers and it's whatever. You just, okay, this one's 10%. You'll at least know, oh, this one's 20%, so it's more. Boom, done. Like, I don't okay. think that's such a big deal, but yeah. So let's go over some of these uh, weapons. I'm assuming that by now you've watched all of the weapon videos while you were doing your retainers and stuff in 14. <laughs> or has there uh, been any videos that you haven't watched yet? I think I've seen them all. Um, the thing is, again, they're so flashy that I get it, and then in, in many ways, I, I have no idea what I just saw. Um, and I've been meaning to do a meaningful breakdown to like literally frame by frame and say, okay, what do I see and what are what do I think it implications it might have? I don't know if that would even be compelling. So I think tomorrow morning, I might sit down and try to make that. And if I, what I'll generally do is I'll make like 10 minutes worth of content and then I'll watch it. And if I think, yeah, I wouldn't watch that. I'll just scrap it. <laughs> like I won't even do the video. <laughs> I just like, ah, yeah, I'm not, nah. I mean, especially now that I've been basically like in retirement for half a year unofficially, just for the fact that I've been waiting for the game to be released before I start making videos. I don't want to like come out and my first video is, oh yeah, I don't know what this does. And yeah, it's cool, but we'll see in like a week or two. Um, yeah, I don't know what this does, but maybe well, it's this. I did that times 14. <laughs> oh, God. See, so it's done. I don't have and to I'll, do it. I'll, I'll do it here with you again. We're going to go over all of these skills. Oh, damn. Yes, we are. We're going to go over all of these skills so that people get to hear your opinions on it. Because if you're not going to do the content in your channel, I'm going to force you to do it here. <laughs> Otherwise, people are going to lynch me. One of these is going to be like, Vurikant, you kidnapped Gaijin into 14. Now he doesn't make... Uh, friggin' monster in the content. We're gonna complain about it. It's not happening. Yeah. So I, I, I'm gonna. I do want to point something out because this is a mistake that I made because of where I was brought up. Uh, I hate to get all serious, but um, the word like they're gonna lynch me. Like, I never struck me how inappropriate it is. It is because because it's the language that was used around me when I was growing up as a kid. But then you think, okay, what was lynching actually? And it was racially directed killings of oh. people and you're like yeah it's probably not a good word to joke about so i never i've been scrubbing it from my vocabulary and i realized that that was like a thing i just wanted to call it out there because it's i've never really it, looked too deeply into it because i'm not an english speaker like i've heard people just yeah. throw it around and i figured that'd be a normal thing yeah i'm trying to change it and i'm trying to let people know because i mean the only way we we fix our lingo is to tell each other so okay they're gonna uh, they're gonna take you know. me out back behind the shed and put a bullet in me does that work better <laughs> they're gonna kick you in the ass okay. <laughs> like, i like i like the expression taking somebody out behind the shed that just like seems like such a weird thing but anyway uh yeah. all all jokes aside um great sword this was one of the, was this one of the first ones? Cause it's the first one on the website. I forget which ones were the first I'm, ones. I'm already actually. looking at the, I'm looking at the website. I'm already like my eyebrows raising at the first two words of English. I'm like, <laughs> really <laughs> on the great just, sword. It's, it's, what this well, massive the, blade? The third, no, no. The surge slash combo. It says an, an offensive style. And the thing is, I know what they're saying and it's correct English, right? They're saying that it's an aggressive style. It's an aggressive move yeah. that allows for aggressive gameplay. But the thing is an offensive style. Reminds you of GU. Style. There, well, there's no styles in this game, right? Yeah, it's a combo. Like you can't have. And what does that mean? That there's a defensive style for Greatsword? Hell no, there's not. You know, it's like 
it's just not the right wording. It just feels off. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being anal. You're, it's you're, probably that. I, I think you're being a little bit too harsh on that one. I think that the search slash combo is is actually fine. Like defensive style combines speed with the weight of the weapon to unleash a stream of powerful slashes. I don't understand. Proper footwork is required. Like what is proper footwork required? See what I mean? It sounds like it sounds like a Call of Duty like wording, right? Like proper footwork. But it's it, like. It allows for a large number of combos. It's like, I don't think the number of combos is any larger. I think it's three hits. Maybe it's four okay, hits. Okay, you know what? Actually, I take back my... my. Uh, I don't know if this is how they meant to say it, because I, ha- I haven't seen the game, but they do say use the word style in Japanese. Oh. And I think what they're what they're referring to is that this is a, a core move, like a core mechanic of... How it changes the overall flow of the weapon. Yeah. It's going to be what you build around it, so that makes sense. Okay. It but definitely yeah, changes it. Footwork. Did they say anything about proper footwork? Um, they're just saying that uh, the steps that you need to do to get to the point where you're charging, it takes a little bit of work. Like there's 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 extra steps involved. But um, <laughs> if it's a style you can wrap your head around, it's also one that's going to let you do a lot of hits. It just has some what you call like um some work that you have to do up front. In so order they to go from to. steps, which you could argue is like okay, so one attack, two attack, that's steps, and they do proper foot proper work. footwork. <laughs> footwork. I mean, that makes you know, the positioning. The positioning's hard. I don't. Yeah, it's it's, no, it's it, weird. Like when it, I saw proper footwork, I think even in my video when I first read this skill, I was like, "What the hell does that mean? Proper footwork? That's weird." Yeah, it looks like it looks like you can't go into a charge attack like right away. Like it it, it makes you it a, can't you can't charge it, him at all. It, it's just like yeah. a, a style where you don't charge. You just do yeah, so, regular attacks. Yeah. So if you can't if you can't wrap your head around the the stuff that you have to do first, then you're not going to be able to have a good damage output. Yeah, you won't be able to do but a lot of uh, attacks, but if you can get it down, it sounds like it's going to do a lot of hits, which could, which I, think, I, I'll, I should watch the video now to see how many hits, because, well, that means I think that it's like three or four. Yeah, that, that's that's what I've been thinking about. That's going to be a combo that's going to favor, like, elemental and uh, potentially okay, status elements. I'm going to watch it so that we can uh, get some actual feedback. Yeah, I'll, in love, the meantime, the while armor. you're watching it, God. Yeah, that's the Malzino that armor, armor right there. so good. Oh. Yeah. It's good stuff. So good. In the meantime, we have the uh, strong arm stance as well, which is basically a parry. And the really good thing about this one is that you can do it mid-charge. So you can be charging, and then you can parry mid-charge, kind of like a tackle. The difference is you can go straight into true charge slash after it. Ooh. Yeah, it's pretty Ooh. beast. That sounds nice. Yeah, that's the yeah, uh, man. That's, that 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 uh, I'm looking at the video and like that. It's got that, a it thrust attack so, at the looks, end. It looks so different. Like it, it's so interesting. It's not like anything I've said. What is that a counter I just saw? Yeah, that's the the strong arm stance that I was talking about. That's the the thing where you can interrupt a charge midway and then you you friggin' do a true charge slash immediately afterwards. Hmm. That's delicious. And on top of it, I believe, and I'm not sure if the translation in Japanese can tell us more about it, but I believe that if you use this, your next attack isn't interruptible. So that true charge slash is going to go through even if you get hit. Uh, we're talking about that second one. In the yeah, the strong side, arm right? stance. Yeah. So let's see here. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it sounds like if you parry, I don't know if parry is the right word or evade or counter. I don't know. It's probably counter, it, but, it, but yeah. 
Yeah, if you if you do the timing right, it does sound like the next moves become more powerful. Yep. So I'm pretty yeah. sure so you're going to be able a fierce to just onslaught, but it says, you know, if you're able to do this, it's while, a true charge slash. While the attack is coming at you, then you're able to uh, do an attack that has a concentrated focus of power, and you're able to unleash yeah. them. You uh, you go you go straight into true charge slash or uh, mm. rage slash, depending on which one you got equipped. Man, I can't wait to see how hard the monsters hit, though, because that's that sounds like a good enough skill that it's like if you don't do it right, you may be able to get that parry down, but you're going to get your ass hit during yeah, the Yeah, uh, if they hit charge. hard enough. But I think more importantly is you can clearly see a shift in amping up the speed of the weapon because, I mean, playing a greatsword without charging it, I mean, the only thing that you, we had close to that is the crit draw playstyle. No, then I'm talking just about crit draw. Well, where you'd go at it and just charge once and then load, then sheath again and charge and then load to to get the crit draw. But this is not yeah. even that. It's just you just slash. You just slash like yeah, it's a I regular highly, weapon. I highly doubt that's going to be like the exact same power as a true true charge. It's probably going to be somewhere in the middle of like a, a a three and a true, or maybe it's just the three. I can't imagine it being the same. Anyway, that surge slash combo looks so cool. Yeah. What the hell? Now we have the uh, most balanced weapon in the game, and I will meme on long. <laughs> and, and I want to make sure that people understand, uh, I will never tell somebody not to play longsword. That's not the point. We are criticizing the balance of the weapon, not the players. I'm to make that perfectly I mean, clear. You want to play longsword, you play longsword. You play whatever is fun for you, and you don't need my approval for it either, or Gaijin's approval, or anybody else's approval. But... You know, we will criticize things that we feel like, okay, this is uh, just a little bit. And, of course, we have to go to the Sacred Chief combo. I mean, what the hell is this attack, dude? What what in the actual hell? It, it, this is basically something where it's a better Yai Slash, where you sheath the weapon real slow at any point, yeah. according to the description that we have, because, again, we haven't seen it. There's no demo. But at any point, you can parry it just like a Yai Slash, the difference is, since the sheathing is so long, it gives you a lot more time to go ahead and parry. So you can, yeah, I think an, an attack is coming. I'm going to do the sheathing. Now, the thing yeah. is, with this, you can counter, obviously, if the monster comes at you. If the monster catches you off guard, you do a um, Valor-style evade, and you lose one gauge. Oh, not no. really... Not really a big deal in the grand scheme of things. As a matter of fact, people made a point of pointing it out to me when, uh, because the other move is the thing that gives you infinite gauge and people are like, it's not really a big deal. And I'm just like, well, okay, then I guess you guys don't have problems with your gauge at all. So therefore losing one to just absorb an attack, it's whatever. But anyways, on top of that, if you miscalculated with this sheath and the monster actually doesn't do anything because either it's drooling or it's still down, whatever, you just it just goes into a charge attack automatically, yeah, and you can charge the all the way and unload. And it's like, what is this? This is like the Swiss Army knife of Monster Hunter moves. It it's a counter, it's an auto evade, it's a charged attack all in one. How does this make this, sense? It's so much utility in one move that that on we have to we can't judge it till we see it. Yeah, but on paper, this thing sounds ridiculous. On first impressions, this this might be the best attack I've seen in the whole game in the history of like ever. I'm it's, sure it's gonna be fun, but it just like does wow. everything. What does this attack do? Everything. It just does everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so weird. 
So I don't know what the idea is behind the sacred sheath combo, especially considering that uh, when it comes to melee weapons, the long sword is already the best one. Uh, yeah. And rise. Now, there is there there is something in the Japanese though that does give it a little bit, brings it a little bit back down to earth. And when I say that, I'm talking about like coming more towards like Venus instead of the Earth from the sun. Like I'm, it's, still, <laughs> it's not close to to the ground, but um, they do say that if you time it right and you get the attack. Um, you recover both the level of your spirit gauge because it does cost a level. Unless if if you get uh, if you get hit during it, you you lose a level. You spend a level in order to go into that sheath to, to pound the monster with it. Um, so it says that if you land the, the proper counter, you will get back that level, so you didn't have to spend it. What if you and charge you'll it? Re- and you'll maintain your your you'll recover or maintain your spirit gauge, which tells me. That doing this counter, which is kind of a given, uh, if you don't have spirit, it will eat up all of your spirit gauge as well. So anything you have built up in the spirit gauge bar, it'll suck that dry and it'll cost you a level. Still, at the end of the day, it's not the end of the world. Come on, but um, it's like let let me uh, just let me just put it like this, okay? If I'm fighting, let's say um, Super Rajang, I'm fighting Super Rajang. I have a gun lance, which has one of the best guards in the game. I'm not sure if lance and gun lance is the exact same guard or if lance is slightly better. It, it's matter. the same. It's, it's the same. same? Okay, it's so the same. I have the gun lance, which is the best guard in the game. I put five iron wall in there, maximum guard. I put three guard ups, maximum guard and guard up. And I block Lance's that super sort of Rajang. No, no, I block that super Rajang and it'll probably take like, 30%, maybe more. I don't know. I've never tested it because nobody plays with three guard up, let's be honest. But it'll probably take anywhere from 30% to 50% of my HP, right? Like, okay, this was an investment of eight tier two skills. Or mm-hmm. I can grab a long sword naked and, just put this- and press sacred sheath. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I can just naked long sword, <laughs> sacred sheath. Done. Seems reasonable. Anyway, the other skill, this was funny because I was watching the video. The other skill is Harvest Moon, and Harvest Moon adds additional hits to your counters. And so I was like, okay, this actually seems really reasonable. Why? Because, I mean, you know, he puts up the, the thing, so he gets extra counters while he's inside the ring of Harvest Moon. So I'm just looking at it, and I'm like, okay, th- this actually seems like a reasonable skill. But they don't tell you in the video... What when I went to the website I saw, which is within the ring, spirit gauge won't deplete. I was like, infinite spirit gauge. <laughs> well, it's I mean, what what this this goes to the heart of the point of what you were talking to me about the other day when we were discussing about just general the way the team seems to be approaching the fundamentals of a weapon, right? Like the pros and cons of a weapon and respecting those. The longsword was never a weapon that needed a lot of travel distance, right? So, like, that circle is very big and very generous. And if you said, okay, you can't move outside of the circle, but you can kick ass in it, that makes sense if the circle is either, one, pretty tight, or two, it's a weapon that normally would, like an insect glaive, would generally require you to move around and get away from that circle, right? So there's, it's, it's given one thing to get something in return. The longsword doesn't give a crap if it can't move within, what is this, 20 meters of a monster, that means nothing. So you're not losing anything. 
And it says, okay, we'll give you infinite spirit gauge, which is already like, really now? Uh, what does move better be available for the only thing, five seconds? Otherwise, the that's thing, busted. The thing that I'm thinking about is, uh, and this is something that, again, due to the very vague description that we have, nobody really knows for sure what it is. And that is, does that mean if I do a helm splitter, do I lose one level of gauge or do I keep one level of gauge? Or is it just talking about the gauge and not the level? And it's like, we don't know. It just says spirit gauge won't deplete. To me, that says, hey, that means I can helm splitter and the gauge won't deplete. That's what it says. It won't deplete. Will it level yeah, I down? That's it. I don't know. But it's like, imagine oh, just yeah. being able to do infinite helm splitters while you're in there. I mean, you're still limited by the wire bugs, of course. But still, it's like, I'm just going to go helm splitter into helm splitter into helm splitter. It's like, what? That doesn't seem very reasonable, but... You know, it's again. I, we have to see it in the game. Yeah, we have to the see way it in the game. that the because the way they they word it in Japanese is so vague and weird. But it yep. makes it sound like, and I could be wrong here, but what it, the language they're using here is not just as flat as saying it doesn't deplete. It it's it's using specific language that I've not seen in Monster Hunter before, um, which is saying it's um. You know how the spirit gauge has a natural decrease. Yes. That happens when you when you don't do it. Yes. It stops that. So it's then, not talking it about the expenditure. It's not talking about the expenditure of spare gauge. It's talking yeah. about the natural decrease of it. Won't go down, which was never an issue for the the longsword to begin with, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like because you can decline, like, oh no, I don't have enough spare. You can yeah, do yeah, a, just a special them. a special sheath and just get the regen even yeah, going on. Exactly. So it's, it's whatever. So it's like so it's look, not really. There's no negatives really to this. Yeah, so, but basically the point here is, uh, on first glance, guys, this feels completely way above and beyond any of the other weapons, anything that any of the other weapons gets, but that's, again, first glance, and from our experience from playing Rise. And if you yeah. look at it also from the experience of playing GU, where the Valor counter, which it had like a completely busted Valor counter, like Herney showed this in one of his videos, uh, the crazy longsword valor counter that would just destroy everything like you know th that's all i'm saying is all i'm saying like we look at this hey, weapon you're and gonna, it's, you're gonna have a lot of just, you're gonna have a lot of fun if you're a longsword user i'll put yeah, it that way basically but it's just you know we just wonder like one are the monsters going to be able to keep up and two can the other weapons get something that good please yeah you exactly <laughs> so moving onwards we got the uh, sword and shield uh so, i'm actually so pretty happy food. about the sword and shield uh, sword and shield looks it doesn't look like it's getting anything overly powerful it's just emphasizing and giving you uh two different directions so they tell us about the twin blade combo which instantly from the video i could tell there's no shield bash in this combo which is something that if you look back a lot of people that would you know do content for sword and shield they'd be like okay so you want to do the first two attacks or the first three attacks or whatever it is the ones that include the sword and mm. in, in world for instance and you don't want to do that attack that includes the shield. And you want to swap to the secondary combo so that you just get sword hits. They would do that all the time. So this is Capcom saying, okay, here's a combo that doesn't have any shield hits. There you go. Problem solved. So that's what the twin blade combo is. They even say it. it's an easy attack to get multiple hits with. Ideal for weapons with high elemental and status properties. Which is, you know, something that we didn't have in Rise. In Rise, it's shield bash city. Let's be real. You can play elemental if you want to. But the reality of that weapon, it's Shield Bash City, and everybody was playing Shield Bash City, pretty much. 
So the twin blade combo, I see that as a big win as someone that likes playing elemental. It's an option. You don't have to use it. It's completely just, you know, you want to do more elemental stuff, go for it. You don't, don't go for it. It's whatever. So did you did you notice in the video I just I just watched now, they did a very smart thing, I think. This feels like a really good balance move, and I, I want to see this across the board, where the destroyer oil, right? The destroyer yeah, the oil one. Is, is, is free like um part breaker basically right like it makes it easier to to flinch a monster yeah i, so, I don't think i don't think it's part breaker because it just says makes monsters flinch it doesn't specifically say breaks parts unless the japanese yeah, but, version but says part, that. part no parts break because you break you hit their flinch level a set amount of times and that's what causes yeah. a break so it essentially is part breaker oil yeah. Um, which is awesome because part breaker, we, we love it. And we know that it's yeah. one of the most underrated skills out there. It is. The thing is, is like, you know, that this thing will go good with the sword and shield when you're focusing on the shield moves, right? Like the Metsu Shodugeki. So they, it seems in the video, they made it the switch skill with the Metsu Shodugeki. So you don't have them both on at the same time. You can't. So yeah. it is going to require you to engage with that switch system, which the puns are just hilarious. I mean, the switch, but It'll it'll make you engage it, and then you'll be able to pull off the combo. You'll get your part breaker. You'll go switch, and then you'll knock them out. Like that will feel really good, and that requires some me you know, mechanical execution. That feels nice. I, I think that was a smart move. And yeah, finally the sword move is going to have like a move that makes it a viable style again because <laughs> the sword is kind of like I'm just here for show. The the shield Dude, is the main. Uh, per Perfect Rush being as neutered as it was in Rise was so disappointing because, like, it took me weeks to master Perfect Rush in World. I'm an old man, okay? Don't criticize me too harshly. So it took me weeks to master Perfect Rush in World, and then I come to Rise, it's like, yeah, it sucks. It's bad. It's damage loss or whatever. It's like, come on, man. I still do it. I still do Perfect Rush, but it's whatever. This video, oh, my God. I That's love that. Dopamine, the, man. Yeah, I, I oh love the God, way that the, they do the the way that they do it, where he switch. basically, yeah, he basically does the the, the oil and then switch oh. swap evades into the head oh. and then goes for it. Yeah, that's amazing. That really I think it's going to be my main weapon again because I played a lot of it late game in Rise and it feels so good. That looks so good. It does. It's oh. freaking amazing. And the thing, and the sword thing, the cool thing is, is it it replaces the shield bash combo, which was always like no, wasted. does it? Yeah, then I'm, I'm looking. I at the thought video. it was. I thought it. I thought it was the. What you call it? The the drill combo. It'd be like regular combo, drill combo, and then that one. No, it says no because drill drill is with shield bash. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Never mind. I'm wrong. That's really good because the shield bash combo was never that useful if you were trying to focus on the sword and doing a yeah. lot of hits, right? But it you just had means drill. That the drill's never gonna. Yeah, but no one's now. No one's ever gonna use it because this definitely looks like a better. The, yeah, the the, the problem the problem with the drill for me was always the reach. It doesn't have enough reach. Yeah. It's a serious problem. A lot of monsters, even though you're like straight up against their hitbox, because of their body structure, you still won't hit with the drill. Like it's a serious problem. So yeah, I'm glad that they're doing twin blade combo. But yeah, yeah I, it I looks like it's I four that, hits. So instead of three, it's four hits. It's nice. I felt I like that the, the the sword and shield was a really good showing. On top of it, they show off mm. Seregios armor, which is way shinier than I expected. Just like I said, yeah. I thought Seregios looks way shinier in this one than in previous titles. So people were telling me that this in G looks... rank he was always shiny as hell, and I was like, well, that would explain it. Although yeah. I don't think well, he was that shiny in GU, and I did find him in G rank GU, but yeah. 
Well, that looks phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm excited for that, and I'm happy that they didn't do chaos oil. I know people are gonna be like, "Oh, come no, no, on, no, no, chaos it, oil, that, come on, that, dude." That, that was too much. Come on. The longsword gets all these good things, and we can't get chaos oil, Gaijin? Is that what you're well, saying? Hey, if, no, if, no. I, well, it's it's like, did you bring enough gum for the class? Is why we're not going on the longsword, right? I think if everyone got the same goodies, then it'd be fine. We'd still be concerned about the monsters and making sure that they got the goodies. Yeah, but uh, that that the sword shield looks great, man. Oh my it god, it does. I love it. Mm-mm. Then we have um, the dual blades, which they get a new combo that, according to my interpretation, it has built-in invincibility frames. Can you check that on the Japanese version? Yeah, the which, slide which slash combo, about? the first one, the first switch skill, Loot like a butterfly sting, thing like, like a, a bee. bee. Yeah, technical to attack because uh, it says think- attack while evading. Now you can see that there's a lot of movement when he's moving with that thing. Like it, you can really reposition. And if that is without a Vade extender, it is friggin' wild. What? No, I'm just I'm just I mean all about English because it's it's funny because I'm not a very good speaker of English. I mean, I come from Cleveland, Ohio, for God's sake. That should tell you all you need to know about my English ability. But like, uh, it's just funny that they say that it makes it. It's a relentless act that's difficult to defend against. I'm like, would you ever say that a monster is defending against an onslaught? <laughs> it just it just. It just feels like you're talking about hand-to-hand combat, I'm like not, hunter to hunter, you know? I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Stuck in here with me. <laughs> okay, let me look at the Japanese. I say that every single time that somebody pulls an arena and two monsters, you know, when you pull up the, the guard and two monsters end up on my side, that's, what I, that's my go-to line every time. I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Oh, good God. Just go straight up so Rorschach me, let- on them. Yeah, let me watch the the clip. Yeah, but um, I loved dual blades in Rise. That was another one of my main weapons, so to say. It uh, it, it, it really is really fun. It. Yeah, with the I per, I personally really like the the move that sends you upwards. I also use that on the um, on the sword and shield because it's got a move very similar to that. Sends you upwards and then you can come down with a shield bash to the face. And here they send you upwards and then you can do the the old Captain Levi move from Attack on Titan. What the hell is this? I'm just laughing because the one well, every time I make a tutorial video for the the dual blades, I'm like, no one uses this damn move. No one. I do sometimes, but the spirit round slash combos, like when you do like the butterfly jumps, uh, when you're holding forward and pressing A. Um, oh, I do those all the you know, time you, to reposition. Yeah, so you you re, you you get rid of that and you can do it's. I don't think this is the spin top one. I think this is, they're talking about the, the double left and right ones where you press forward in A when you're in demon mode, I think. You're talking but about anyway, slide slash combo? Side slash combo? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, my God. If that, that thing good. has invincibility frames, dude. Oh. Does, I, I assume that they're going to be Oh, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm supposed to I'm sitting here like an idiot just looking <laughs> off watching the video, <laughs> yeah, and I'm exactly. not looking at what you asked me to look at. It's just, tell, just tell me if there's iframes, Gaijin. We need to know if there's hang, iframes. Hang, hang, <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's also oh my god. There's also oh, obviously this the, looks delicious. The spiral slash, which you know, spiral slash looks friggin' amazing. One of the theories Damn. that I was wondering is if you'd be able to do uh, the piercing bind and then spiral slash on top of the piercing bind. A lot of people were saying there's too many frames of animation to commit to that, so you lose a lot of value of the piercing bind. I think that they're just not going to let you do it. Like, they'll probably unclip if you swap, but I'm not sure. 
Yeah. Uh, it's okay. So for as far as iframes is concerned, I don't know. And it might be that it has just a few, but they are very specifically using the word the evade for evade. Yeah. So it is an it is a long evade that covers if this thing gets affected by evade distance up. You can't. You shit. actually. You actually can't use it because, like, you can, you, you'll, you'll slide once. You'll slide once, and it's like, oh, I'm in Narnia now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I guess we're not in Monster Hunter Land anymore. No, 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 no. Against like Almadron, that would be really fun. Oh yeah, it gets like, to that tail. You want? You want to? You want to hide your tail from me? No. Nope. Where'd he go? No dice. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was wondering oh, if there's any evade extender on there or not uh, oh, in that set. That would be interesting. I don't know if Hakno Som set has any. Usually, this usually they don't have fantastic. skills in their in those sets, so I would expect it not to have anything. And that's just a natural distance. But that is yeah. one a hell of a repositioning tool. Like I would kill for something like that in the Gunlands. But no, instead, wow. what we get slash looks great. What I mean, we get to do in the Gunlands. Go ahead. No, my biggest question about the Spyro slash is: Are you locked into the animation? Because if you are, yeah. I could see it being really dangerous to do if the monster's not down. Of course, that's the, but that's the that's the signature point, right? that's the signature of yeah. dual blades. Just think of blade dance, right? You're just, you're stuck. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, but it's like you, what we get. What I was gonna say is what we get to do with the gun line instead of being able to reposition like this is we get to turn our backs and do back hops because that's the thing. Mm. <laughs> All I know is the side slash with the the demon dash is already amazing, right? When you're in demon mode. Uh huh. Then you mix in, you also get that fancy evade with when you switch skills. Like, Dual Blaze is going to be like a proper, like, Devil May Cry weapon. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Ugh. Now, for the stuff. next one, we have what I thought was the worst showcase for what I already consider to be the worst weapon in Rise. And that is the like. I'm my, sorry. My I'm original OG main weapon, dude. Oh, my poor lance. I've I've heard that even Japanese players are memeing all over the lance and disliking the videos. Boy. It's 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 not looking good. So one of the things that I do want to bring up though is, I Wait, like. How can the, you tell they're disliking the video? I thought you can't see dislikes. I don't know. They're probably using that Chrome extension. There's a Chrome extension that lets you kind of like estimate how many they have, but um. One of the first things that I want to talk about with this, though, is the armor set, because in this case, I don't think that the weapon and armor set are from the same monster. I mean, clearly the armor set is from Tetra, but I think yeah. that the weapon itself is from Garangol. It's a Garagon, yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like to me. And I, th wow. I think I think that looks really good. Like, that's that's my favorite thing about the whole thing. I like the armor set, and I like the weapon. So then we okay, have... So it gets a, it gets a Mitsushoryu Geki, pretty much. What Mitsushoryu awesome. Geki? The, the lands. No, that's, that's a awesome. diving. That's a diving wyvern. That is literally diving wyvern from the insect wave. It's the same, same exact thing? move. Well, it's, no. I mean, Nometsu has the counterpart to it, but yeah, this the, one the, doesn't. The fact that you're jumping up in the air and coming down. So, here's here's my problem with it. Before we talk about Skyward Thrust, the first skill that they list on the website is Shield Tackle. What the hell is that? Like, listen, there's a video reaction that I did to this. And then I talked about my analysis of it and whatnot. That video for the Lance is just me laughing the whole time. Because this is a joke. I mean, what is the shield tackle? What are we doing? You already have guard advance or whatever the hell it was called, which is basically the same thing. You can barely tell the difference between shield tackle and guard advance. Like, what is even the point of shield tackle? 
They say you can Wait, follow it up with a variety of thrusting attacks. I'm like, this just looks like guard advance. It's the same thing as guard advance. What's the point? Gaijin, the uh, ex-lance main, is staggered looking at the video. His expression right now is, huh? <laughs> He's just looking at this. Um, oh, oh, um, <laughs> what is that? Um, it, dude, huh? you got you got stun locked. You're stun locked. I, I, I honestly, I thought I would have something meaningful to tell you, but it looks like a, it looks like a guard tackle, <laughs> and it is called a shield tackle. So I don't know that. I mean, I imagine it might have different combo paths, but, like, you got me there. I mean, that Dude. the shield tackle, I love. It's a great move, but so many people don't use it. Um, With the shield tackle, you mean, you, mean the so guard, you mean the guard? Guard advance. Guard advance? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you already confused it. You already confused so it. I don't shield know tackle. What, I don't know what moves you can do after this thing, but... Okay, yeah. why didn't you guess just, what? Why didn't you just just give me more utility on the guard advance? No, but and it's we're like, cool. guess what? Neither does Capcom apparently because they didn't show it. <laughs> they don't know what moves you can do after because this. He just goes into a normal thrust afterward, right? And you can already yes. do that. Yes, exactly. That's the point. It doesn't make this any sense. This, this, this reminds me of the recall consec thing where there's probably something significant here that they're just not communicating. Sure. And sure. it's like, yes. It's like, but we could already tackle with our shield. Like, yeah, what the we hell can, are you talking about? We, we have, like, already two different ways, I think, because you can do guard tackle or you can do the advance and then smack the him, only right? thing they can add to the, the thing they can add to this that would make it interesting, which I a lot of people would hate probably because it felt so weird, the idea that doing the charged, you know, bitch slap, the charge uh, back Oh, God, no. Uh, Lancing. Like, if you can combo that, directly from this then i could see it having utility but it's not utility that i would want to use i like my one two three pokes exactly That's always been the staple exactly and i don't like, like the fact i don't even mix it in most of the time even though i know it's optimal because i don't like to play the weapon like that I just yeah exactly don't. i i think that most of the og lance mains and let us know in the comments if you feel differently because i yeah, i've I'm heard from some i've heard from some people where they tell me no i actually really like the let's call it the slap it's a sweep but it's the like slap. a land slap they, they tell oh no i really do like the land slap and i'm just like dude i don't understand how you can like it because to me the whole appeal of the weapon it particularly in world which is where i played it the most was the fact that I can target something and systematically hit that thing every time, not nonstop. Yep. Like I can target Razor the head precision. and I'm just like, I'm a friggin' sniper with this weapon. Like that head is coming up. I can target a tail and I'm a sniper on the tail. I can target the legs, can mm -hmm. target the belt. You target something and you go for it. And the sweep just completely removes any kind of precision that you could have with the weapon. It's weird as hell. So yeah, I, I didn't use it either. But then you also have the implementation of guard tackle, which increases based on the amount of knockback that you have, which is stupid because it should be some other thing so that I can actually play guard lance because that would make sense, but no. Then you have the fact that the most optimal damage you can do with a weapon is like spiral slash spam, which is... <laughs> then you have twin vines. Do I even have to say anything? But then they're giving us skyward thrust. And here's the thing. I'm not necessarily against skyward thrust, but I think that why in the hell would anyone want to showcase Skyward Thrust against a Baroth? Against a Baroth. Against his thick forehead, 
that barely took any damage from this attack is where you're going to showcase Sky. Like, you want to know where you showcase Skyward Thrust? On a Rathian. When Rathian goes up, getting ready to do a loop-de-loop, -loop, and you're just like, Skyward Thrust, dunker down. That would be a million times better to showcase this skill. They're like, nah, dude. We're going to hit a bear off in the forehead, and everybody's going to hear that disgusting clink sound, which means it did nothing. Most people won't even realize that the attack hits multiple times because it hits like twice in the video. It's like, dude, come on. It should not only be used to dunk a Rathian, it should be hitting the Rathian on the way down. As the Rathian is falling, go like, dush, 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 dush. and that would be awesome. But it probably doesn't even I mean, work like that. So it's whatever. I mean, I'm happy to see that it replaces that anchor rage because that felt a little weird to me. And it just was so much upkeep because it was so short. Yep. But the thing is, is like the Lance has like if let's say you're at the, the monster falls over and you've got a tail in front of you, right? You want to do a really big move with the insect labor or even like the Metsu Shoto. You having another thing where you can go straight down and hit it really hard is awesome. The Lance already has that, though. It's got the corkscrew thing or whatever, right? Where you charge it back and you go gajunk and you you whop that tail off. I'm trying I'm failing to see the timing of when you would use it's, this over the other it's or the it's dunk. just having two. Dude, it's the dunk flying monster. That's oh. the purpose of the skill, which is why I'm saying it makes no sense to use the bear off to show it. They should have used yeah. it on a Rathian and dunked the Rathian. Yeah, but Lance the, looks like it's getting the short end of the stick, which is kind of funny. <laughs> So, but again, we don't know. We haven't touched it, but dude, yeah, that's not I, I, a, that's not a very impressive show. Here's here's the thing. Considering that the lance is already literally my least favorite weapon in Rise, like nice I would I would sooner here. play a longsword than a lance, Oof. and that should tell you something. Because like I think the longsword is more fun than the lance, and by a okay, long shot, it's, it's I'm, your baby. I'm just super sad about the lance, dude, because like I thought I had a bad with the gun lance. Jesus Christ. Not really. So gun lance. First skill, erupting cannon, also known as heat gauge. That's it. That's our lance showcase. <laughs> it's like on, on a more serious note is like the so what, erupting cannon is something that replaces worm steak and it has a faster animation. It's just that you, your worm steak instantly explodes when you deploy it, so it's faster. So the thing about it is when you use Erupting Cannon, it, your tip of your gun lance heats up and slashing attacks are enhanced for a certain period of time. So it enhances are the melee damage. Some, so we're gonna get some nerfs? See, see, that's the- damage down? That, that's the thing. That's like, that's the first thing that you think about. And a lot of people are like, Wurikon, why are you so negative? And it's like, They look, always do that. <laughs> exactly, Capcom always does this. They always do it like that for the gun lens. It's been like this since the beginning of the days. Like, listen, okay, guys. Okay, let, let me ask though, what if they didn't? Let's what say- What if it was just a straight up buff to yeah, melee? Let's just say it's a straight up 10% um, uh, melee attack bonus or 20 or 15, let's say. If they did that, that, they would still have yeah. to adjust motion values because poking damage is ridiculous. It's nothing. Yeah, that's true. And okay. and slam damage is also nothing. It might as that's well not. It, it's barely there. Like, sure, if you build for, um, like, actual melee damage, so if you go after critical attacks, uh, expert or whatever, and uh, weakness exploit, critical boost, yeah, you can get some damage out of it, not as much as a full burst combo without any of those skills. So it's like your your choice ends up being, okay, do I want to put in like weakness exploit, critical boost, a bunch of expert decos, 
maybe even nerf my my lance's damage in favor of having a ramp up for additional affinity and then still do less damage than a full burst or do i want to go artillery and utility and go full burst right that's the problem but it's like listen if they don't nerf it i'm gonna shut the hell up like if they don't nerf melee damage at all i will shut the hell up and be like okay fine it's a buff whatever but at the end of the day the problem with that is also it's upkeep I already have to keep up yeah. with ground splitter, and now I have to keep up with erupting cannon as well. It's, and it's, and it's here's the thing: blade. if it works like uh, ground splitter, you lose it when you sheath your weapon. Mm. It's like I do a ground splitter, and the monster moves away, and I'm like, well, I have to sheath the chase. And it's like, oh, I lost my ground splitter buff, and my wire bugs on cooldown. What do I do now? I guess I just deal twenty percent less damage. But to make it sure that people understand what i'm talking about i made a video talking about this which is Huracan, why do you just assume the worst in gu they nerfed overall the gun lance damage by either 20 percent or 15 percent, however much it was and gave us the heat gauge to manage to get that damage back they that's did, how the it, heat gauge the, worked in rise they did the, they did the shopping mall strategy you, yeah. you not you price up something up 20 percent for a week and then you, and then you make discount. it magically 20 percent off yeah and so in, in Rise, they nerfed the shelling damage from uh, Iceborne by 20% and gave us Ground Splitter, which gives us a 20% buff to our shells. Like, what do you, you, you expect me to just, oh yeah, it's, it's just going to be a buff. Yeah, 1000% is going to be a buff. No, they're going to nerf the weapon like they've done every okay. single time before. Again, speculation could be wrong. Bullet so. Barrage looks awesome. Bullet that Barrage does look awesome. Yes. Because and and there's a, there's an actual kind of footnote I want to add on the what I don't see in the English here, because they say be careful shells wyvern state cannon wyvern fire will automatically be reloaded first before performing the attack. That's actually incorrect. Oh, what it says in Japanese is that if you have no shells, if you have no loaded wyvern stake, if you don't have uh, wyvern what is fire this, wyvern off glass, wyvern if fire they're not all down. ready to go, then it's like it's like trying to misfire when you're out of ammo. Like you'll get that reload animation at the yeah. top, so which will screw you up basically. No, but here's the but curious they're saying thing: if you don't have it, so if you have, if you just make sure yeah, that you're faster. ready to go on all three, you just you just do it. So the thing that I'm curious about is: does that mean that if hmm. my wyvern fire is on on cool, like I just literally just did a wyvern fire, and then I do no. this skill, it'll yeah, reload my wyvern fire. <laughs> Yeah, because that, that would be a pretty big change. That's what yeah, it says, exactly. which makes no sense, right? So, so it's like I can just wyvern fire and then use this, and it will wyvern fire in, during the skill. <laughs> yeah, is it going to like give me more gauge? Like, am, no, is this no, a no, new recovery for wyvern fire? Because, like, listen, the, this attack also does wyvern fire. It does everything. It does full burst wyvern fire and worm stake. Beats so, the shit out of me, man. So at that point, you're wondering, well, what the hell is Hailcutter going to do now? Because Hailcutter is already worthless in the game. Now that I can just have yeah. this skill that basically reloads Wyvern Fire. <laughs> yeah, but this this is basically the Slamp Lance skill. Think about it. I like the Gun Lance, but I hate shelling, right? And I've used the Gun Lance. This is the no, exact opposite. What are you talking no, about? No, 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 no. Because you're going to sit there Slamp Lancing, right? Which means you'll always have all three ready. Your shells, your fire, whatever, your stake. So you just do this, and then you you just slap lands for the rest, and you just weave this in. It's perfect. I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about, oh, I don't have shells, because I'm not shelling. But that's... the that I'm all ready to go. You understand that bullet barrage is going to mostly benefit from artillery skills. No artillery means no damage. 
if you think I'm going to worry about reloading a wyvern stake, reloading my bullets, making sure my cooldown gauge, and performing this move, that's way too much upkeep. I'm sorry. No. Yeah, I don't exactly. Care that, I don't care. I don't care how powerful it is. I ain't doing well, that. Well, th that's what I'm saying. Like this is most definitely not that's a why, slap land skill. Well, it's not going to be the most effective way to use it, but it's going to be a very effective skill to weave in some extra damage. No, because you're not going to deal any damage with shells. What are you talking about? It's gonna. It's gonna. Unless do you do more artillery. Than, shells aren't zero without artillery. They might as well be. Oof. <laughs> Okay, well, I I'll take your I word for it. I guarantee you, it might as well be. <laughs> but it looks cool to me. Yeah, the the bullet barrage I think is going to be awesome. Don't get me wrong, bullet barrage I think is going to be amazing. But the erupting cannon, I I don't. I'm not looking forward to having another thing to upkeep. Okay, let's go to hammer. So hammer got. Uh, I don't under, actually. I don't know what hammer got. To be honest, I have no <laughs> idea. No, I'm I'm serious. Like spinning bludgeon charge. At. They just took it, it's it's at this point they're just taking the words that they've used. It's like apex, uh, tarnished. I don't know. Like just come up with like every word that they've used and just rearrange the order of them. Spinning bludgeon charge. Okay, so this is I think the stores release power and funnels it into the next charge switch attack. Yes. Oh good god. Exactly. This is word salad. <laughs> I can't. I can't be doing this. Exactly. Power, that does. And my brain doesn't compute it when you say it, when I read it. I don't know what I'm reading. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the, that's that the point. Stores I have no idea what this does. Power, stores release power. That doesn't even make sense to me. Yeah. And funnels it into the next charge switch attack. So here's What's what a I charge switch attack. Here's what I think this is. Remember how when you go from yellow to purple, you keep yeah, level yeah. three gauge. Or is it the other way around? Yeah, no, it's, that's from, not an it's from purple. It's that's from purple. Yeah, that's not an attack. That's just a move. Yeah, but it's that's, that's a, it's attack. a switch. It's a charge switch. You're changing your charge from well, like it says it says a charge switch attack. Yeah, it's not so an attack. so it's like you go from yellow to actually it's the other way around. You you used to go from purple to yellow. You'd have level three. I think that what this does is it lets you go from yellow to purple and have level three. Oh, so you can basically keep going okay, you know what? yellow, purple, purple, okay. yellow, yellow, purple, and that's I'm my interpretation. I'm reading okay. the Japanese sentence by sentence. I'll tell you what I get from it because the first sentence makes a lot of sense. Do you know how you, you've played, I'm sure, Adept's, yes. not Adept, uh, Valor style yes. in GU Force, right? So when you hit it with like a level one, you immediately go into a level two charge. When you yeah. hit it with a level two, you immediately go into a level three charge. That's which what it is does. which is kind of this. No, but we already have that in the purple mode. Purple mode is that. No, wait, no, that's yeah. the other one. It's the uh, no. courage mode. I think it's called courage mode. You have that. Yes, I don't know how that works. So maybe it's this replaces it. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, but in in that, this is yeah, because like that's. In, in that mode, you're basically just using it to close distance and be really fast with the hammer. Maybe this replaces that mode, and this is like it's it's a style that allows you to actually use the rotating attack, which most people don't. So it says that you're able to charge in the middle of like that spinning, like the level three when you let it go and you do that spinning attack. You're able to charge during it, and then depending on the, the amount of charging that you do... You're able to maintain the charge level afterwards. So if you use it really well, you can do multiple level three charges in a row, is what it says. Oh, so the idea is you do the spinning bludgeon, and during the spinning bludgeon, you charge up. 
Yeah, and and so you're <coughs> doing a level three bludgeon attack, and then you're going straight into a level three again. So okay. it just allows you to do multiple level threes in a row, and then you can then switch and change right into the that super jump, the meteor one, and you'll it's already at level three again still. Impact so crater. There's yeah. good there's good synergy with that. Yeah, that actually sounds good then. Yeah, yeah that sounds fun. Technical, but different. I like yeah. it. Then we have... Uh, this is just the same old thing that they had in GU, right? Just extra stun ping-pongs. This reminds me of the charge attack that we had in World, actually, where you would charge the hammer before using it, except here it does the hunting horn spinning move before because it just says any charge attack before him causes the silk to vibrate, shockwave makes it easier to flinch monsters. It's kind of like destroyer oil for the hammer. That's the vibe I get from it, unless the Japanese says different. It says, silk blind attack wraps your weapon in iron silk for a short period of time. Charge attack performed causes the silk to vibrate, creating shockwave, makes it easier to flinch monsters. The big problem with the hammer right now is that the most efficient way of playing it is spamming impact crater. So there needs yeah, to be movement think... values adjustments to justify yeah, using I... this mid, this uh, spinning bludgeon move. Yeah, I don't... Getting extra little ping pongs after I hit a monster is great, but it's... The thresholds go up so fast in master rank for stunning a monster that you get to a point where you get like two stuns on a hunt and that's good, right? And trying to get that third or fourth is so hard because the values shoot up so high that you actually unless, don't see much benefit from slugger anymore. Unless you're playing a bow gun. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then you just and there's like five stuns, six stuns, fifty stuns. Doesn't make a difference. The monster's basically yeah. stunned until he dies. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll need some hands-on with that, but I'm not sold on that second yeah. attack. But the first one sounds interesting. Then again, I that's for a game that's really amping up the speed. I'm a little curious how that works because that will require some good foresight in order to to charge it up properly. And because the spinny bludge attack was never really good, easy to to line up, anyways. It wasn't. So, it, I yeah, I don't know. Okay, it's we can weird. move on to the next. The hunting horn. My hunting play. horn gets impact crater. Not really impact yeah, crater. Right, this allows you to quickly shift direction. Yeah, the swing combo. Way. I have no idea what it is. I, I've heard that this was a move that was in the weapon previously, and now they're just re-adding it into the game. Oh, but, here it is. It replaces the crush attack combo. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. That's ooh, that's expensive. Oh no! The okay. So when you do like two A's in a row, you know how it does like it does a hit and then it does behind the back kind of forward slap, and it's like the yep. most powerful attack it's got. It replaces that and it allows you to sort of like do Muhammad Ali like slide to the left, slide to the right. It better be a powerful ass slide because that I, motion value was never huge, but the move, the animation is fantastic. It's like the thing about it is it's increasing your mobility with the weapon, I feel like, for repositioning and whatnot, which I think is going to be important for G-Rank. So I think yeah. that's fine. But the Silkbind Shockwave uh, is weird. I like, because this. I like the Slide Beat. It looks nice. Slide Beat we already have, dude. Oh, nice. Why am I saying the wrong name again? Again, these... Silkbind Shockwave. They really got to come up... They're using such normal words for these things. It's so hard to know. But um, basically... The silk... Wait... It's the one what? that looks. It's oh. the one that looks like, dude. You are. I'm Why the one who's sick. Swing combo. I, what? What are we talking about? I'm so confused. Uh, <laughs> so what I'm saying is really cool. Is this what they're? Call, I don't know why they call it this, but they, even the Japanese they call it the swing combo. 
Yes, which is the one that you can why move that, left and right. That's, yeah, that's such a what swing combo. Like yes. that 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 means it's like it's like swing hammer is the name of the skill, you know, like swing combo. Like we have tons of those. You swing like, left, you, you swing right. You, you fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I don't know. Okay, so this will be so so when you hit the A button, you'll do the right golf swing and then if you yeah. hit it again, depending on if you have left or right, See, it's a golf swing. Well, while hitting. I like that. But yeah, the, the other like, the other I'm one is the silkbind shockwave, which is you wrap your weapon in iron silk, and for a short period of time, any attack performed causes the silk to vibrate, creating time-delayed shockwaves that trigger additional hits. These hits do major stun, exhaust, and part damage. I think Hunting Horn is going to out-KO Hammer. I think Hunting Horn already out-KOs Hammer in the game. I probably do, currently because it's got better reach. Yeah, but the, don't you think that's a problem? Like, I'm yeah. really tired of there being so many goddamn weapons that out-KO Hammer. Like, this doesn't make any Hammer. goddamn sense. Hammer should be the KO king. And the, this shouldn't even be a discussion. Like, there shouldn't even be a, a possibility for a bowgun to KO harder than a hammer. This, should, this is just, like, a major design flaw that I've seen in the game since World. And that's because I didn't play the other ones, like, too hardcore. But, I mean, come on. How's a bow gun going to KO harder than a hammer? How does that make any goddamn sense? How does a sword and shield KO harder than, harder than a hammer? And I'm speaking against myself because I like the, the sword and shield more than a hammer. But how does the sword and shield KO harder than a hammer? How's the hunting horn going to So the hunting horn is basically a hammer with buffs. I mean, come on. That's not reasonable. They, they got to adjust, like, the movement values of the hammer. They got to give it more KO. They got to do something. That's the way that I'm looking yeah, at Yeah, because the hammer cannot output the sheer amount of hits that a hunting horn can. Exactly. So the hunting horn, it could, it could be half the values. It wouldn't matter. It's still going to outdo it. Yeah, that's the problem. And on top of it, with this buff, they say major stun, exhaust, yeah, and yeah. part damage for free. Well, not for free. They have to do this skill, but still... Their whole thing That's... is about maintaining buffs. And, and if you think about it, the contribution, like I, I've talked to you about this, that the other day I went with three friends and I was just like, okay, guys, I'm just going to break the game. I don't know how to play Hunting Horn all that well. Like I, I've learned enough to make my video and then I didn't touch it again. And I just go in there and I'm just like, I'm just spamming my buffs. And we are wrapping up hunts in like half the time just because the Hunting Horn's there. It's not even remotely reasonable. And now on top of it, it's going to out-KO a hammer. Like, it already does. It's just going to do it even harder. I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But. So I, I think we're, we agree on paper. This is a it's a great addition for Hunting Horn. It sounds fun. Yeah. And the, the movement is a great opportunity, but it makes us sort of look at hammer and be like sad violin song. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, hammer, are you okay, buddy? You okay over there? <laughs> Oh man! Um, but moving on, yeah. we have the uh, the switch axe. Switch axe we was need, already. I was looking. hoping we'd get like a Beyblade attack for hammer. You know, where you like you spin it like a top, and you're like like down like that would be cool. <laughs> like a whirlwind from uh, Diablo or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Otherwise, we'll we'll make this into a two three hour podcast. Yeah. Do. Especially because oh, okay, my voice axe, is my going. Baby. Okay, so yeah. Switch Axe on Rise was already super solid as far as I'm concerned. I think yeah, it was one of the really best implementations of a weapon because you have multiple styles that you can play. You can go elemental if you want to. It's viable. Yeah. You can go exhaust if you want to. You can go yeah. power if you want Poison, to. Poison, dragon. Yeah. There's tons of stuff that you can do with the Switch Axe, which is really good. And overall, I felt like it was in a really good place. Now, they're adding something, which is two-stage morph slash combo, which is somewhat confusing, 
We might want to take a look at the Japanese version, but this is an attack that follows Wild Swing, and in the first stage, it swaps into Sword Mode, and I think that what it does is you can do a couple of Sword Mode attacks, and then when you swap back, you go into Axe Mode. But when you have this, it increases the power of Sword Mode attacks, and your Axe Mode attacks fill the gauge faster. So it's... Again, the way that they show it in the video is they just have you swap into sword, do an attack, and instantly swap back into axe, but I think that's optional. I think that you can swap into sword, do as many attacks as you want, and then swap back into axe and get the full benefit of the buffs, but I'm not sure because they don't show that in the video. So that's just my assumption. You getting lost there in that translation? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the video now. Why are they showing off the switch skill from Rise in this video for like half of it? Which switch the, skill? I gotta go to the English version, otherwise <laughs> I, I won't make any sense to you, I'm sorry. I don't know which switch like, skill you're talking about. <clears throat> finishing discharge and the compressed finishing discharge is a switch skill from Monster Hunter Rise. Yes. Why are they spending like 20, 30 seconds of real estate showing that off when we already have that? Because they want to show you switch skill swap, I guess, for the switch X. It's the switch skill swap for the switch X. <coughs> but uh, yeah. yo, I, yo, I heard you're like switching slap. Put some switching in your switch. Exactly. So you can switch while you're switching. But did you get any idea of what the two, if you can do multiple sword attacks while you're in two stage morph slash combo? I hate the lingo that this game is using. It's just, it's it's word salad. It really is. Switch skill, counter morph, jump slash, 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 mounter. You know what I mean? Like, it just... <laughs> it's Everything sounds the same now. Like, nothing sounds unique. Like, give it a name. Like, I don't know, like the Raven Slash or something. Like, completely... I don't know what the hell to call it, but, like, don't use regular verbs what? anymore. Why Please. not? What's wrong with two-staged morph slash combo? The hell does this two? Do we have a one-staged morph slash combo? A combo by definition is a two-staged thing. Is a two? No, look, no, I don't no, know what this staged means. It makes no sense to me. Two-staged though. <laughs> what does that mean? Stay like I staged it twice. No, it's because the first stage is when you morph it into sword mode, and the second stage is when it goes into axe mode. That's that's. <laughs> so you're saying a combo? Yeah. yeah. The, the, the difference yeah. is, I think that what it does, and I'm not sure if it is, that's why I'm asking you to look at the Japanese version, but I think that what it does is you go into sword mode, your sword mode attacks are powered up, and you can do a bunch of sword mode attacks, and then you go into axe mode, and your axe attacks are going to power up the gauge faster. But I, the way that they show it in the video is they basically go axe to sword, one attack, and then sword to axe, one attack. And I think that you can do axe to sword, multiple attacks and then swap back and get full benefit of this skill but i don't know i'll be honest i don't know from the japanese either it's a really weird wording they're using i don't know what it means who would think that uh, a skill called two-staged morph slash combo would be weird as hell to explain <laughs> i mean i don't get it because i don't know what step one and two mean in the context of monster hunter we don't have that concept so even the japanese is weird here i don't i don't know what that means <laughs> so we got our work cut out for us when the game comes out we got to yeah. make some tutorials with some with some regular language that people people can understand because i even i could not translate this my i would say i need more information 
would be my answer to tell me the English. And then the they get a counter, basically, which was one of the few weapons that didn't have a counter. They have one now. It's elemental burst counter. Looks like you can hold it for a little while and then just mm. unload it on the monster. But, oh, nice. And you go into an amp state. Yeah, That's you cool. go. You instantly go into an amp state afterwards. So That's good because you're, you power are already... Files, um, power Files is going to love already, that one. Yeah, you got to time this thing right, but that's that's good. I like that. Yeah, gives it a little bit more huh. agility. Yeah, because the power actually, can now compete, but it does, but it takes a skill level to to perform. That's really good. There's actually a couple of people that told me they're not particularly happy about the weapon gaining a counter because they feel like the weapon loses a little bit of its identity. But it's like I don't think well, you can expect. That's the th- that's, I don't think you can expect, yeah, game. I don't think you can expect weapons to retain their identity in this identity. game. Identity, I mean, hammer, uh, the Sun Lord, no, <laughs> hasn't uh, been the long King sword, all about, now. all about samurai's positioning, pre-positioning and, and not, and minimal movement in order to max, no, that's, long sword, it's just counters you, now. You mean the nuclear warhead? Yeah. The nuclear warhead with a, with a super defensive system. It's got like lasers around it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the whole identity thing. I think we can just forget about that. Yeah, you can you can forget about identity for Sunbreak. Um, so then we oh, have yeah. the Charge Blade, which was another thing that I had you translate. And this is one of my main concerns for this game because either this skill is extremely poorly explained or this skill makes no sense whatsoever under any situation, which is the file follow-up firing pin. Can you say that three times fast? File follow-up firing firing pin. I can't even say it once. (laughs) File follow-up firing pin. I can't even say it. Why are they using the F? That file follow-up firing fin fin pin? File follow-up firing pin. File follow-up firing pin. File follow-up firing pin. Damn, there you go. Jesus Christ. But anyways, uh, so instead of your files exploding like normal, whenever you put a file mm-hmm. on a monster, uh, they don't explode, yeah. and then it can only be detonated with axe mode. So after I talked with Gadgen about this skill the other day, the conclusion that I reached was, okay, so the idea behind this is that you go into condensed spinning slash, and then it maintains your shield charge because this skill supposedly when you detonate a file in this manner refreshes your um, the charge of your shield. Well, it, ex- it extends the duration. I don't yeah, know if it refreshes, ex- yeah, it, it ex- extends, extends, it. The, extends the duration. So my interpretation was like, so basically I can stay in uh, spinning slash mode forever without really having to reload my shield. But then it says the attacks can be detonated in axe mode, but only uh, sword attacks and shield thrusts can place these files. And that is weird as hell. That's like the weirdest thing. I, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because I mean, if you if you're gonna charge your if you're gonna go through all that effort to charge your shield, which we were talking about, and I was saying that's literally just pressing the R button during a wind up. Yeah, like it's not hard. Like you're not bypassing some complicated process. Charging your sh- your shield is is quite e- the axe head is quite easy. So if you want to extend it, I would just say just do it again. <laughs> like yeah. it's not a big deal. But okay, let's say there's a, a a move that you can do in your combo that helps extend it. That's cool. I like that. But this one says well, you're saying like you either have to exit and go into sword mode and do the shield thrusts, um, which is probably the the biggest use here. Like, is if you need to go and you need to recharge files, you'll go back into 
that mode, you'll generally do like a thrust and a few hits, uh, and then you'll morph back into axe mode to do some more damage. It just means that when you morph back into axe mode that you'll have specific little things to blow up that yeah. will help extend it. I mean, yeah, okay, maybe, but, but the, um, the, the, the situation whole idea about the sword attacks makes no sense to yeah, me. Yeah, the, the situation is weirder because, like, okay, so the only things that can put this delayed firing pin, again, according to this description, would be sword attacks while in boost mode, so that means condensed element slash. So you'd have to not only go back to sword mode, you have to silk bind uh, switch, you have to switch swap, into condensed elemental slash to place the pins and then you have to swap back again actually i don't even i don't even think it can work like how can it work i mean i guess and you'd have to put in both scrolls you'd have to put the firing pin so that you'd go into sword boost mode on one scroll place the um, the files and then silk bind swap to condensed um spinning slash to then hit the files with the axe to extend your shield duration. Yeah. I mean, this is one we'll have to see it in game because on paper it just sounds like it, a mess. But I mean, yeah, I think the idea here is the idea is that there's a charged mode for the axe that is the the generator for everything for this weapon. Right? It, it gives you better axe power. It gives you the ability to charge your sword. Like having a charge shield is pretty important for the weapon. Again, I, it's really easy to charge it, so I don't see the need for this. But I think he's basically saying if you're if you're going to switch between the sword and the the axe while you're playing, they're going to reward you with a, a slightly engaged. I think it's just which is like I think it's just poorly uh, described, and I think this is my prediction. I think that this skill. It's like if you just unload files using the alternate attack while in X mode, they'll still be firing pin files. I don't think it has to be the shield and the sword. I think you can do it in X mode. And that would make it make sense because it's basically an extension so that you can stay in spinning slash mode forever without losing shield it's, charge. It's very clear in the Japanese that that's it's, not it's the very case. That's the problem. It's clear that that is not the case, but that is the only use case that I see for the skill because otherwise, yeah. why the hell do you want to delay blowing up your files? doesn't make any yeah, goddamn sense as far as I'm concerned. So firing pin, really, really weird one. We'll have to see it in game. And then ready stance is a poor man's version of counter peak performance. That's it. Da, 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 Hang on. Wait, wait, wait a second. After guarding, a heavy knockback leaves you in sword mode and lowers your guard reaction so that you're able to chain sword Slash XX. So basically, instead of just getting, when you get huge knockback, you're still able to do something afterwards. You're not just stuck into the knockback. Guess what? So it pretty much just gives you guard three. Counter right? counter peak performance doesn't give a crap about any of that. And it yeah, gives you it five files. And it, it gives you five files. gives you files, yeah. So it's like they did not make a good case for this skill. Uh, the only The only good case there is for this is, you know how when you do counter peak performance, if the monster doesn't hit you, you're stuck there for a while. I guess that doesn't happen with this one. That's it. That's your benefit. But it's like, if you're a good charge blade player, you're not going to use counter peak performance if you know you're not going to get hit. Like, not like me, because I'm not a good charge blade player in Rise. I'll tell that right now. So I will constantly mess up counter peak performance. But a good player won't. So what's the point so of I, ready I stance? That, it's I just think, like a I worse they, counter peak performance. I, th I think they got this wrong. I'm looking at the Japanese and I read it and it makes sense to me. I look at the English and it doesn't make sense to me. 
Okay, so, so what does Japanese, Japanese say? So the, I haven't watched the video, but I'm assuming that this is a pretty long window. Like it's a very generous window. Yeah, you can basically like, hold peak it. Performance, which is pr- which is pretty short. No, it's this not. Peak performance one. is not short. Uh, peak performance is like three seconds. We measured it. Remember, we were talking about it because uh, Guard's Edge yeah. was super fast and Gunlands. Okay, so what they're saying in the Japanese is. Um, you know, you're able to go into a guard stance for a period of time. Okay, that that was fine. The second sentence says, if you get hit during this, if you have large knockback, you'll be knocked back into sword mode. But if you don't have large knockback, a.k.a. you're using guard up skills or you have a charged shield that helps reduce it, if your reaction is not a large knockback, you're able to block the attack and immediately go into various different sword or accents. So this is, you know, do you remember the so charge? So it's actually even worse. No, in four ultimate, you were able to use the um, a guard point. This is a poor man's guard point. Yeah. After a guard point, if you don't have a large knockback, you're able to go into sword or the axe, right? All the meaningful moves, at least, right? So this it's is a saying, manual guard. If the point. guard point, if the, yeah, the guard point is too hard for you. You can use a silk bind, which puts you in this huge like stance, saying, "Okay, anytime you hit me, it's going to count as a guard point." That's all it is. This is a, a very easy poor man's guard point. Oh man, feels bad. <laughs> That's even worse than Ooh. I thought. Sorry, sorry, charge blade. So what is it? Hang on. After guarding eight, heavy knockback leaves you in sword mode. See, in Japanese they say "but," they don't say "and." Yeah, exactly. They say, After uh, guarding, a heavy knockback will leave you in sword mode, but. If you have medium or low knockback, you'll be able to immediately chain into various sword and axe attacks afterwards. So I think they mistranslated it. But yeah. that's, yeah, it's just a, it's a, you can't miss this card point, but I don't see the point of that. Because <laughs> counter peak performance, like you said, has a good enough window and there's so much benefit from it. Yeah. That I don't see why you would want to use that. But see, okay. that's again, that's, that's another one of those things that, so the first skill we read makes no sense the second skill we read doesn't have any sense in existing like it makes sense doesn't have any sense in existing in a world where peak performance exists unless they're like hey guys we're removing peak performance (laughs) imagine them saying (laughs) that you get ready stance that's crazy okay so next up is gonna be the insect glaive my other i guess again i i main like six weapons maybe seven or eight i don't know but like I love the insect lab, you know that. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what we get here. So the the you get the kinsect uh, slash, which is basically the magnetic spike, is what a lot of people are calling it. The magnetic glaive, uh, yeah. where you yeet yourself towards the monster, and you get an extract when you do this. And if you connect, you go into vaulting dance, so you get to stay in the air. So it's basically, oh, I'm going to go collect extracts while I'm smacking this monster around. It's an, it's anti-gravity, yeah. I yeah. love it. One, one of the things that I'm curious about is like... I love so, it and I hate it at the same time. Why do you hate it? Because it looks so unrealistic. I know that sounds so... People are going to like, uh, oh, come on, guys, unrealistic. You just on jumped your, off a goddamn mountain. On your mountain. pogo stick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pogo stick's unrealistic? <laughs> I, I don't mean that. What I mean is like there's there's usually a fluidity to the action. The way that they use inertia is usually really good, right? In Monster Hunter, where like you know that you're being propelled because you've done something that is counterbalancing that motion. Here, it just seems like you just hit a stop button, like a debug stop button in the air, and you're like change direction, 
<laughs> like if so i love it because it looks really fun and the the functionality the utility here seems rebonkulous like i don't even know if that's the word rebonkulous i it looks crazy really powerful because some people still don't know but you're you get more attack power as you land that hit and you go back up in the air you can get up to like 30 percent more attack power so and like this that's, this attack that's changes really by the way because if you absorb a red extract then it becomes uh what's it called again enhanced insect spiker so you basically spike the monster instead of grabbing extracts oh. <laughs> that sounds that sounds good man i this sounds really good i don't know yeah and what is this the the kinsek yeet why didn't they just call it the yeet yeah exactly yeet. see the kinsek yeet, yeet. awakened kinsek attack no it's the kinsek <clears throat> yeet you basically sacrifice your extracts and you yeet the kinsect at the monster. Oh, you sacrifice... I, I didn't even read any of this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All extracts will be consumed. The more extracts you have, the more potent this attack will be. <laughs> I mean, when most insect glavius is when you get used to it. It's like picking like your favorite desserts out of like a buffet. You're like, okay, yeah. I'll take that. Here's the red. Here's the, It's pretty darn easy. So long as you have a, a fast Kinsect, yeah. But on this one, well, you also you have just... the, the additional move. I'm actually curious if Kinsect Slash, I'm assuming you will, but like if you have a, a dual extract Kinsect, does that mean yeah, that Kinsect Slash stock, will grab two? Get... Yeah, what if he, like, well, he grabs two and then you grab him grab another two. No, because it wouldn't, it wouldn't be in stock. You would lose it when he gets it anyways. But, mm -hmm. okay, when you throw him afterwards... The heat. And here's another thing that they don't say in the description, but I saw it in the video. Like when you use the Kinsek Yeet, essentially he drops dust. Like he drops like three or four dusts in the in the video itself. Hang on a second. What is it <clears throat> After launching the Kinsect, you'll close in using a wire bug. Oh yeah. Simultaneously absorbing extract, marking the target. And then chaining into a vaulting dance. Yeah, I, f I always Jesus. forget that there's a second part to that attack. It's a huge animation. Yeah. So you yeet the kinsect and then you yeet jump, yourself. Grab, dust, and you jump up for aerial attack. That's insane. <laughs> it does That's so great. many things. Yeah, it's insane. Well, the inside, both these are great. I, mm -hmm. I don't see how this is anything but a great win for the weapon. Like, it's doubling down on the Kinsect and is doubling down on aerial style. This is exactly what we needed. I think this it looks great. amazing for the, the Insect Live. I think the Insect Live is in a really good spot, for sure. There's not a yeah. whole lot to say. I like it. I then can't we wait have, to eat my goddamn Kinsect. It's going to be great. <laughs> then we have oh the three God. ranged weapons, which I'm not going to have a whole lot to say about, because as far as I'm concerned, these weapons are broken. All of them. Because I mean, are. look, let's... Let's let's just make let's just point something out here. As far as I'm aware, every single Monster Hunter game, bowguns have always been the most powerful weapons of the game every single time, right? As there the been right a, hands, yeah. Not Especially just in the group. not just in the right hands. Just like traditionally, if you look at, for instance, well, speedrunning charts or whatever, bowguns are always yeah. going to dominate, right? So in have, Rise, yeah. it's the same thing. They dominate. Weapons have a hard yeah. They have a really hard time keeping up because if you make the monsters in a way that they react good enough against range, then melees are just going to get slaughtered. And if you make it for melees, which they do, then the ranges have a lot of freedom. Like yeah. They don't have to do much. And they balanced that before in the past with the critical distance, right? 
So they had each shot had a very specific distance, but the thing is those distances are pretty generous. So at this point, it's kind of it's not really a big difference because you're generally at mid range anyways, or you're only going to be using one shot. I think the intention maybe back in the day was like, okay, we'll have them use multiple shots, but that's not the case. You just choose one or two, and that's it. And slicing is just way too powerful anyways. So like, I mean, depending on like the game. Like it was let's see, critical firepower, especially in shooting style that further raises damage output, but narrows critical distance. Okay. Shotgun style recoil. This is about 30% damage buff through what we've seen in the video. So basically it reduces the range, but you do like you see the 87 in the image and there, it becomes response. like 113 when when he's got critical firepower. Doesn't work for all uh, ammunition types though. So I'm assuming like stuff like stickies and um yeah, slicing yeah. stuff like that's probably not going to be affected. But yeah, uh, most people are saying okay. this is really good. This is seems yeah. like an overall net gain for the weapon, so okay. Yeah. Then you got uh, Wyvern good. Counter, which is essentially what you already had in World. Like in World, you remember when you had that mine that you could shoot out? You could change the mine. Instead of setting it down, you could shoot it out, and then it would be a, kind of like a counter. This is the same thing, except it comes with a wire bug to pull you back. Really quick, going back to the critical firepower, what I like about this a lot is that there's some cases where you can slot an armor where you already have the lowest amount of recoil and you you still could put another level on there. I'm wondering if you go ahead and you overkill it. Like if this is just going to raise your recoil up by one level, can you actually counterbalance it by using a lot of recoil, like anti-recoil with the right gun? That could really open up for some nice things. Yeah, we don't know that part yet. No. Yeah, we don't. We need more info, but that sounds good. And the Wyvern counter, you're saying you just fire it's like a Wyvern the, shot. And the, the mines in World, remember you had that uh, alternate firing mode for the mines where you would shoot a mine, and then if the monster was midway through an attack, it would explode. It's the same thing, yeah. but it comes with a wire bug to pull you back. Yeah, and it seems much more jarring. I'm looking at the video. Like, it's a real jarring, like, slap back and uh, stop it's now here's weird here's an interesting thing if timed right you'll retreat with an explosive exit so you have to time it right and it can even neutralize breath attacks so imagine you a rajan one enemy of bow guns is breath yeah. attacks yeah imagine like a, a rajang uh, a teostra and you're just like pop no breath attack Pretty oh, friggin' nice. powerful, I would argue. Yeah. For what I is one of the in, most in powerful Japanese, weapons in the game it is, already. It is it is pretty damn weak, is pretty much what it says. Well, no, a powerful no, it's it says it does very little damage. But uh if you do it as a counter, that's when its true power is unleashed. Hmm. Do um it says the the amount of the power depends on the power attack that you are countering. So the bigger the the attack, the bigger damage it does. Ooh, that's a nice attack, risk the reward right there. And that's then, a nice um, risk reward. Yeah, and you're even able to yeah nullify a breath. That's pretty freaking cool. I like that. That's really cool. So bowguns are already pretty powerful. They get more powerful. Yeah, easy peasy. I like it. Heavy bowgun. I have no idea how this yeah, weapon yeah. works. I have no idea about anything in this weapon. So they get the crotch shot. No, I mean the crouching shot. Uh, <laughs> crotch shot. I know, I'm Jesus. joking. 
You gotta change change the, they go, the rating for this. They, they go straight for the crotch from now. That's on. a lot of damage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they go for the crouching shot, uh, which is people have been saying that this is siege mode. Whatever. I don't know. I didn't really play siege mode. Is it siege mode? I think it is. I don't know. People are saying that this has been in games before. Um, use the special stance to reduce recoil, recoil in exchange yeah. for not being able to move. You fire in rapid succession. So, like, if you see yeah. in the video, he goes like pop, 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 and then it goes on cooldown. If you go overboard, it goes on cooldown for a little bit. Yeah, that's valor. That's valor style. Um, heavy bowgun. That thing was addicting as hell. The Zen Ogre heavy bowgun and Generations Ultimate. Because you were able to do a run from it and then a slide into this move. So, like, you were, it was acrobatic. You couldn't really get hit. And you were just blowing through, like, pure shots. Like, it was so good. So, basically, this is going to be the uh, Team Dark Side's new bread and butter, the crouching shot, when yeah. comboed together with the Setting Sun. So, the Setting Sun is a ring, which a lot of people were speculating when we first saw it. Is that a shield? Is that a buff to your shots? And I was like, that's a buff to the shots, most likely. And that is what it is. There's special powder accumulates within the ring. When ammo passes through it, the velocity of the weapon, uh, the ammo is decreased. But firing, oh, they they uh, they corrected it. Because it just used to say multi-hit ammo. And now they say piercing ammo and multi-hit yeah. ammo through the ring will boost the total number of hits upon impact. So... Does this mean spread would count as well? Because it hits multiple times. I don't know. What they show, I think, is like rapid and piercing in the game. But yeah, it basically goes through, hits more times, but it slows the projectile down. So just think of it like this. Team Darkseid, they set up, put a trap down, put one of these things in front. And if they stack, like if you can have four of them and have your bullets go through all four, That'd be insane. I don't know if it does or if it doesn't, but you know, Team Dark Side, they set up, they put a trap down, they put this shield, they all stand behind it, crouching stance. <laughs> it's just gone. It's just it'll they'll just delete every monster in the game like this. It'll be disgusting. I don't see any way in which this is not ridiculously powerful. Hang on a second. Um, but these weapons are already brutally powerful, so it's like <laughs> status quo maintained, I guess. Well, the crouching shot is better than what it was in Valor because it's you're literally just kneeling. You're not getting down on your 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 body. Like you can recover from that stance really fast. There's um, there's a picture in the website where it shows you prone, but I'm not sure if that's because he's doing wyvern snipe or something like that. I don't know. I've barely touched heavy bowgun. Like I said, I don't do. I don't even do guides for bowguns because it's not my thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm watching the video really quickly here. So he's changing to his crouching shot. Yeah, he just he just takes a knee. That's it. And just bop, 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 bop. he's not gained down with some long ass animation. Yeah, but I'm telling you, in the website, it shows him on prone, on the setting sun silkbine. He's prone. He's not. On the website. I'm on the website. On oh. The <laughs> Wait, wow. No. Oh, they're showing that. But that's for the other skill. That's the. I'm a, No, no, but it, I don't think that's the setting. I'm sun about, skill. Sorry, I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about crouching shot used to take the prone skill down below where you're laying down on the ground in order to do it, but now you're just taking a knee and doing it. It seems really fast and very easy to do. Yeah, what I'm saying is there's also a skill where he goes prone. I'm not sure if that's a wyvern sniper, if that's a part of crouching shot. Uh, I I would assume this is part of the setting sun. No, it's not setting sun, because if you see the video, he does not go prone to do setting sun. Just does setting sun. It's just in this setting sun picture, he's prone. I don't know if that's maybe oh. some type of ammunition or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, if if heavy your bow guns gonna be busted. other bow guns, like oh my god, if yep. you have four four barriers like you're saying, and it just gradually gets slower, Pierce three does as many hits as it wants as long. Well, it can do maximum as it goes through a monster. You get a small little boy like they have the Diablos here. You just they, the monster. The monsters won't even move. They basically won't yeah. even move if you stack four players that know what they're doing with a heavy bow gun. That's my prediction. Damn. Yeah, well, I mean, they'll make it crazy, but maybe we get to see some... We'll just have, instead of having, uh, was it, um, stickies, we'll have uh, Pierce friends. Yeah. I'm sure someone... At, I'm sure the ringleader will still be using stickies to KO yeah. the monster so they KO. can set up again for the other one and keep it going. People who like that, have fun. <laughs> Um, okay. And then we have then what the is already the most broken weapon in the game because it actually has a weird animation cancel and some strange elemental uh, buff by 35% or something, I've been told, which is what makes the weapon completely broken. Um, and it also makes it the number one weapon right now. And what do they get? They get Wyvern Stake Blast. Thanks, Capcom. They literally what? grabbed... Do bo both, both of these are firing on a very specific part and then having a very specific effect, right? Uh, yes. So the stake thrust is basically the same thing that Gunlands had in Iceborne, which was you place yes. down a stake, and then when you hit it, it, does it explodes, does, does explosive damage. And then Butcher's Bind uh, lets them do severing damage, but you have to hit the spot on where you landed the wirebug shot, yeah. whatever it's called. Yeah, at least they have the wires shown visibly, so it's not like the the weird ones where like it's a little hard to tell. Like this, at least you have a distance. Like the the one with the what was it dual blades? Because yeah, dual blades piercing the monsters mind. flailing. It, it's a little hard, but if you're aiming it, it should be okay. Yeah. What's this other ones? Smack him in the face. It's the worm stick blast. That's the worm stick blast. Oh, these videos are so damn fast. I get it. They're just trying to be like flashy, but like just take your damn time and show it, please. That's why that's what we do though. That's what we do in the community. We show it slower, yeah. we slow it down, frame by frame. Boom, boom, boom. What's what's this next one? A Robin Hood? Basically. What do you mean Robin Hood? The same well, you split split the arrow in the same place. You know, you shoot two arrows in the same place and it it does cutting damage. Yeah, it's, it spins. That's yeah, the yeah, idea. That's cool. Butcher's Bind. I like that name, though. The Butcher's Bind, because you're cutting it off. You're lopping stuff off. That's a yeah, cool name. That is a good Fires name. an arrow loaded with iron silk. The final battery lands in the same spot as the first. It'll wind around, do severing damage, and if the second arrow is off target, you screwed it up. That's yeah. good. So there's, 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 that's balance, right? You either you hit it or you missed it and it's gone. I mean, whether or not it's balanced um, depends on whether they address the animation canceling problem and the ridiculous 35% bonus elemental damage. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at with Bo. Like these skills don't really change anything for me. 
So yeah. Yeah. I mean the bow the bow sounds fun. I like it. Anything that deals with trying to get you to aim better, I think is great. So nice. But that's all the weapons. So yeah, my clearly the only follow up here is some of the balances are a little weird. And yeah. can you please make a video explaining how the monsters are gonna be able to deal with us? Yeah, on some please. of these weapons for sure. Like don't how the just hell don't don't just bloat their HP, please. Like speed them the hell up. Yeah, something. It, it can't be just HP bloat because that would suck. Not that it would just that slow would things down and not really make the fight more interesting. And I think that particularly for weapons like longsword, bows, and bow guns, like the monsters are going to have to be able to deal with all of this power somehow. And I have no idea how it's going to be. Because like these weapons are way too powerful right now. And it also makes certain weapons not shine at all. Like look at the lance. What the hell was that? Look what the in the hammer. hell was that? Or the hammer. Yeah, what the hell is that? I mean, come on, man. But then again, we haven't seen all of the skills yet. There's still yeah, more stuff to seen. be seen. But this is the showcase. This is like the first impressions. And the first impressions on some of these weapons are like, okay, man. The charge blade doesn't even make sense. None of the things make sense for the charge blade. Can we, can we at least talk about how cute the thorny toad is, though? Thorny toad? Yeah, sure. It's cute. <laughs> it's adorable. It, like latches on. He's like, he's got he's like his nose up, his like tongue up the nose of the Barioth on the website. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> It'll devour anything. So he's trying to like literally eat the entire Barioth. <laughs> Good luck with that. I don't think that's gonna work out. Oh, I love it. But uh interesting. Yeah, okay, guys. Well, this is the weapon. Give us a demo. I I don't know if people realize it though that the, the the defining feature of Rise was, in my opinion, obviously the the wire bug, right? And it yeah. changed the whole flow of combat. It's not the ability to switch. It's the switch skill evade. The switch skill swap is just a side effect. The ability to do that swap and then the evade, I think that's going to be the biggest change this game has. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it, either going to be incredibly satisfying or it and or completely broken I actually it will be weird i actually don't think i've talked to you about this but the switch skill evade is basically absolute evasion it's incredible it's too no, it's got I, it's it looks got fun as hell ridiculous invincibility frames like if you, if you no not probably guaranteed well, i've seen some clips where it shows that it looks like it does like if you look if you look at the is, is if cool. you go look at the charge blade video for instance he evades through two attacks in one animation. Two long attacks. I think it's on a Barioth, right? He fight is it is a Barioth or, or a Gosarag that he fights in the charge blade? Okay, let me pull it up. I actually Gosarag. don't remember it. It's Gosarag? Okay, so he yeah. he dodges through two Gosarag swings using the, the, the switch, silk bind, swap, evade, whatever. Blah blah blahs. The swap evade. He dodges through two of them, which is insane. Yeah, yeah, you're you're watching the video right now. Rewatching it. Oh Jesus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, That's so right. Guys, so guys, if you're watching, it's absolute this, evasion. It's, be the, it's the charge blade video at one minute and two seconds. Um, it's an absolute evasion. That's basically what it is. Wait, wait, not, not wait. Sorry, I got it wrong. It's one minute and. 57 seconds in the video. He does a quick swap and then a back jump, which looks stylish as hell. 
Um, and then just and straight I think up they're using it, I think they're using the really cool animations of, you know how like you can evade when you're dingling and you're dangling on a yeah, yeah, yeah. on a wiper. I think wire they're book. using those animations, which is a smart because those look great. It looks very ninja like, but he does it. Yeah, and he goes right through two swings. Yep, that's insane. It's straight up absolute evasion. It's really, oh really powerful. And it doesn't the, take a wire bug? The you big just can problem, just do it? Yeah, the big problem is that there's a wind-up to that skill, right? But if you know there's a big attack coming, it's like, well, oh, man. swap evade, boom done, absolute evasion, so, I'm good to go. You know what? I, tell me if you agree with this interpretation, but the way I'm seeing this is that they basically just added a revised version of both Adept and Valor in the game. Yes. Because if you think about it, a lot of the moves have counters or moves that work very similar to Valor, right? Yep. And then this this swap evade is basically the add up evade, right? Yep. You've got a window and you evade right through it and you're able to go into something special. Like it's basically taking the two crazy ass fun modes from uh from uh Generations Ultimate and putting them in this game with a new twist. I mean, I like it. I think it looks fun as hell. I'm just really, really curious to see how the monsters are going to deal with us. But I think it, even if it ends up being a punching bag game and it's not, it'll still be really fun. It looks really crazy. But I don't, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't, yeah, if, I don't if, think if Rise I want... wasn't for you, I don't think you're going to like this one. I, don't, I really don't want a punching bag game because like Rise to a certain yeah, extent either. already feels like a punching bag game unless you're doing Apex Emergencies with a not overpowered weapon. Because even if you bring certain weapons, like it's still, you'll still just destroy yeah, even Apex emergencies. Yeah, I don't want it to be either. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what they do. We'll see what happens, guys. Uh, we'll keep you up to date. And my voice is gone at this point. Like yeah. I said, it would. <laughs> so we're you, gonna you end need it to get here. some sleep and take it easy today, my man. Yeah, I'll see you guys. It was fun we talking to you, and now I don't have to do a weapon reaction video because no, uh, 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 you still have to do your weapon. video. I'm not I'm huh? not releasing you from your homework. You still have homework to do, Gaijin. Go do a video talking about the weapons. I'm an omni crafter and omni gatherer <laughs> now. I got stuff to do. <laughs> and hey. I'm gonna I have to daydream about Dragon's Dogma too, because they put up a special website for its tenth anniversary and it can't be a mere coincidence. So like, you know, one day it'll come and it will be it will be beautiful. We'll see about that. But uh yeah. I'm out of voice. <laughs> We'll see you guys in yeah, the next one. Easy. Stay strong. Stay safe. And switch skill switch on your switch and swap swap scroll switch switch combo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>